0: The weather closed in and... Well, you might not believe it, but the world almost missed Christmas. It's the Cheddu Show, holiday hoop, Nanny Cheddu Show, holiday hoop, Nanny Chan-a-duke Show, holiday hoop, Nanny, nanny lets all drink eggnog. It's the Cheddu Show, holiday hoop, Nanny Cheddu Show, holiday hoop, Nanny Cheddu Show, holiday. Hoop, Action! Don't laugh. This ain't reality TV. I take this (laughs) action. Stop!
1: That movie's stuck! Can we get serious now? It's the Fortress Film Society on the Chad Duke Show. Oh. So Dottie's stressing out producing a movie show. This takes me back. Who's stressing? I, I'm not stressing. Out. I'm just kidding. It is the Fortress Film Society. <laughs> Thank you so much for being a part of the program. Thursday, the 23rd of March. Appreciate you guys for subscribing. We are broadcasting live from the Fortress of Solid Dudes, presented by Monks Barbecue in Percival and Monks on the Farm. Allow me to be the first to plug on the show that if you go to MonksQ.com, you can pre-order a peppermint bark ice cream pie. (gasps) Yes, Coach, from Tip Cow Creamy. That's why we played the Holiday Hoot Nanny theme song at the beginning. I don't want to go full bore Christmas in March because I don't want to delude the sanctity (laughs) of Christmas in June, but it's my favorite dessert that I've ever had in my life and Monk and I got drunk the other night and I said you gotta sell these pies again and he said okay because he owns the joint so uh, he was only gonna do 30 I'm hoping he'll extend it to 50 if you want one go right now MonksQ.com there's also a link in the supporter chat i am shoot this is the fortress film society that is Lottie Dottie. we likes to party the tube as he's known in some circles hello tuber how are you buddy i've waited so long to do
2: this show that there were end credits over my flaming dead body and then a city built over it later on
1: that was tough that was real tough and also by the way uh one of the more emotional end credit songs that i can recall uh encountered in a a long time i
2: feel like they could switch that song because just your credits materializing over flaming
1: dead dinosaurs yeah, cor- honestly oh. like oh we're on different pages oh, yeah, I, thought I thought you were, we're talking about the flaming bodies with the helicopter oh yeah no no i'm talking, <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm talking about fucking dinosaurs man. i love so, it a lot of flaming bodies yeah <laughs> boy there is a theme of flame- by the way lance hendrickson caught on fire <laughs> fucking- that is crazy that theme the way it worked itself out there is you heard him the dulcet towns of lu- uh, uh, tones
3: of loud goat hello goat hello and uh i hope i don't hurt anyone's feelings yeah, and end up destroying a Mardi Gras warehouse that's somehow located in the bayou.
1: How great is the mummy in that fucking movie, by the way? What an asshole he is. (laughs) Randall. I've been saying that quote for my whole life, and no one ever gets it, but I always go (laughs) like this. I go, Randall, I got to cut back here again. I'm going to cut me a steak. Bam! Right in the wall (laughs) with the fucking scissors. Oh, I love that guy. Slow down frame. Oh, it's the best. John Woo, I'd I'd suck him off right here in front of all of you. I wouldn't even fucking... I'd call you, you know what, because you didn't want to do it first. I'd hold and cradle for you. That's right. I think somebody's... He'd be, I'd be fucking just grabbing at that zipper, and he'd be swatting away. No! Um, it'd be fun. Uh, big thank you to our – we have an audience tonight. It's uh, Kevin, John, and Corey. We
3: call them the three-headed monster. That's what we call those three guys. Thank you for them. They're up here in our Fortress Film Society yeah, shirts, in uniform. by uniform. Yes. Indeed. I would like to uh, point out that I'm appreciative that the ban on giant bags of McDoubles was lifted as soon as it was put into place. I would – like to go on the record for that as well.
1: Well, it's just sometimes when it's just Orgy, me, and Tor up here. It
3: can get a little plentiful. Yeah, and especially
1: with the Tor's like, hey, if someone could bring a pizza, that'd be nice, and then Orgy just brings a bag of McDonald's. Anyway, but I know you feel...
2: Yeah, I mean, I I live for my after show, two McDoubles, yeah, <laughs> and then my third bad. for the ride home. It's not bad. Pocket <laughs> McDoubles is the way to go. I've always said that.
1: Uh, we've got a stacked card for everybody here. Not only are we reviewing my uh, selection of 65, um, but also we are going to talk about... Hard Target, starring Jean Claude Van Damme and Hickey and Boggs. Star. Did you guys? I go. Did you do any of your deep dive into these movies after you watched them?
3: Um, just a little bit on on Hickey and Boggs. So, Not as deep as I usually right. do on some of them, just because we had a plentiful amount of movies to talk about this time. Because we're also going to chat about Scream, Scream
1: Six. Yeah. So Robert Culp, who of course starred in this movie with Bill Cosby, apparently. Th- this movie wasn't written for these two guys and they wanted cosby so bad that he was hot and he was so hot at the time that he said i'll do the movie but you've got to let not only robert culp direct which he's never directed another movie again yeah. by the way um that's but you awesome. have to let him have full ownership of the script okay that i that's wild which walter fucking hill wrote yeah which you can yeah. see you know you could see his fingerprints but it's like, Robert Culp came out afterwards, and I read the an interview with him. He said that, you know, he goes, that's my movie. He goes, those are my – I had every say over it. And uh, that's a very interesting tidbit considering the era and some of the other movies that, you know, we've talked about on the show that Walter Hill's
3: responsible to. There, there was a nugget I noticed in the credits as well, like right out of the gate, that it was the same production company that did Across 110th Street. Yeah. The film yeah. guarantors produced productions or whatever. And I was like, and then the same – actual executive producer as well you
1: say his yeah i was like
3: wow And we just watched that movie I, well i mean that's the era and yeah.
1: that's that's era and that's why uh there was a text that i sent over i was getting all swept up where i said if we want to do a 70s neo-noir offering for every one of these fucking shows i think it's a good
3: idea i think there's uh there's enough to be mined yeah yes yeah. there's,
1: there's so many great uh, i mean i really enjoy a lot of these movies and uh we talked about. Them. Well, we'll get to it. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk about Scream also. I'd like to apologize to anybody that's been in Chad Duke Show Gaming the past couple of days. Uh, you might already know what direction, what road. Some
3: re- redundant content here. A bit it- <laughs> of a
1: sordid path I'm headed down when it comes to Scream, but I'll try to keep it in you my pants. In
3: court while you're
2: bodying Enoch in the game. Just fucking stream. bodying <laughs> Enoch, pulling his head off,
1: fucking ter- setting him on fire. I feel bad for him. He's just such a terrible fighting game player. So. Um, All right, let's start. We'll start with my movie, and then we will let Dotson reveal his movie, and then we'll go from there. Is that cool? I dig it. Works for me. All right, guys. I picked, um, well, it was, um,
3: how do you guys feel about movies in the theater, by the way? Are we cool with that? Oh, as yeah. far as selections are concerned, I was like, I, I enjoy going to movies in the theater. Me too.
2: I was in the theater for, I think, seven hours yesterday.
3: I maybe. tell everybody <laughs> what the lineup was for the tube yesterday.
2: <laughs> well, I like, a to, bit much. I like to see stuff normally. If we're talking about it for the show, I like to go right before the show. I like to watch it right before mm-hmm. the show. So I decided to go catch a, a late afternoon screening of 65 and then, oh, look. There's about a 45 minute gap between the end of 65 and the start of a next screening of Scream 6. Aha. So, which I, I love pulling double features at the movies. If you can make it happen, and, it, and if you didn't drive, it's a bonus because then you can just drink <laughs> as much as you want. Uh, the last time I did one was, I think, I saw the the Princess Diana movie. Uh, and then, the fuck okay. Is wrong with you. And then I saw Antlers after that. <laughs> what the fuck wow. is wrong with you? Yeah, that was yeah. A disappointing that's a movie. That's yeah. a day right uh, there. Uh, one time I did Old the Sh- the Shyamalan movie and then Snake Eyes, the the G.I. Joe movie. Yeah. Oh, I thought oh, you meant okay. Snake Eyes and <laughs> yeah. Nicolas Cage offering. <laughs> like it was it was a, a, a Which is a great movie. A re-release. <laughs> well, hardly great, I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm big on if I can if I can stack them up, I'm big on doing that. And so yeah, 65 and Scream 6 back to back with a, a little happy hour action in between. Would There's you say a bar S- in that theater?
3: Would so. you say Snake Eyes is like drop zone great? No.
1: Wait, which, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. We're not on the same page. Oh, Snake the Eyes movie. is a Nicolas Cage movie. You I actually have, haven't seen it. Yeah, not that, the GI Joe one. Kevin Smith. He's a corrupt
3: cop in Atlantic City. Yeah, I haven't seen that
1: one. It's not bad. I
3: yeah, I, it is a lot of fun. I love the it, poster that's, for. That's it. what I mean by like it's in that drop zone. Snake Eyes. Right. Next All right. episode. All right.
2: Woo-hoo. It happened
1: early tonight.
3: Love it. I love <laughs> yeah. it. It's
2: been on my radar forever. I love the poster. It's like green and purple. Yeah, and... yeah.
1: He's wearing a, what I like to call a John Travolta swordfish suit. What I like to call those. The fuck are we talking about? How do we we get to... I like uh, like going to the movies. I do too, but I like one movie and then... Decompression. The the movie experience that we had for Scream was actually my perfect movie experience because Goat attended, uh, Joe left. That's my perfect movie experience. And then um, Ant-Man and my wife were there and we got to go and drink uh, cocktails and discuss the movie. Like I like that. I like that true romance thing. I don't want to eat pie afterwards. I want to get drunk. Sure. Um, And then... Oddly enough, we had a very weird Fortress Film Society uh, official show meeting. The Tube was hosting a screening of, or uh, what do they call it, a party? A movie party. Screening is the appropriate word. A movie party for David Bowie's Labyrinth uh, (laughs) at the Alamo after we had just traipsed out of the Alamo because we saw
2: scream yeah you missed like we missed each other by like 10 minutes probably
1: and i think i just texted you bro have you seen scream yet yeah. and you said no i'm hosting a screening and i said we're five feet away Do you want to come <laughs> yeah. drink fucking tiki drinks
2: I, I i closed up and i pranced yeah. right over would, would you big,
1: like some neon
3: colored beverages for not, the next couple of hours not a big arm twist to get Dodson to come over and drink tiki drinks no, doesn't so, seem like it
2: no, dude, those zombies all. were hitting fucking hard dude yeah, oh, i don't dang. i don't i stay away from them i know
1: I know how that goes for me. (laughs) I got to say, they make me feel really good. I've I've had the first six ounces of one. I was like, I am too drunk to move off of this stool. (laughs) So the way that I supplemented that is I had two more. I'm sure the thrill would be down for a
2: zombie hoot. Or just fucking zombie hoot. just watch movies and it'll make zombies. Yeah, all right,
1: done.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I think... yeah, I think a non-microphone adjacent <laughs> version of the zombie would be great.
1: A Tiki drink, fucking movie uh, party sounds like a lot of fun to me. Um, all right, so our movie, my movie was uh, 65 in the movie theater. Uh, I talked to Eric Davis earlier in the week. Uh, this thing is not performing well, but it's outperforming expectations. Okay. From what I heard, I don't know how that's really possible. Uh, tight 93 minutes for 65. Uh, it is starring Adam Driver and... Um, I don't know how to say this without sounding like a creep, but I think a little girl that was too attractive uh, took me out of the movie from time to time because she was she was stunning. She was like, like a, a small adult as opposed to yes, a kid. She was gorgeous. She looked kind of like a Kardashian or whatever. She's in Logan, right? I don't know. Uh, she's very. She's just. She's very pretty. Oh, no, no, she she's not. She's going to no. be a problem uh, in a few years. But um, <laughs> Sam Raimi's is a producer on this. Button, I'm just telling you. Oh, she's young Gamora in Infinity War. That makes a lot of ah. sense. Uh, so Scott Beck and Brian Woods are responsible for this. And those guys wrote Quiet Place mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. with some other notable things. Again, Sam Raimi is a producer on this bad boy. Um, And it is uh, weighing in on Rotten Tomatoes, 34% for the critics, only 99 reviews, 64% with the audience, uh, over 1,000 reviews. And it's about uh, dinosaurs. You you think in the trailer, they did a good job of kind of giving us a little swerve. I hope you boys saw that where... I know that I bitched and moaned about the fact that I thought they gave away that they weren't on another planet. This thing was 65 million years ago. But what they tell you at the very beginning is that these aren't Earthlings. They hail from a different planet. So they crash land on our planet when they are already at a stage where they're exploring the universe, um, cataclysm happens, they crash, Adam Driver is, he thinks, maybe the only survivor, and he finds this little girl, and they have to find their way to an escape pod, which, by the way, boy, they built that escape pod really well, didn't they? Yeah, they could eventually I mean- breach orbit and fucking, whoo! Uh, but it,
3: <laughs> Indestructible materials and everything.
1: Yeah. Thank God that Tyrannosaur was there at the end. It flipped it back on the right side, too, after it fell <laughs> off it's the cliff. It's a very helpful
3: dinosaur. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, but it basically, it's an excuse for laser guns and dinosaurs yeah. for 90 minutes, which I think we all on paper sign up for.
3: Yeah, I appreciate that they, I guess they figured they could not keep the quote-unquote twist under wraps at, for any length of time. Mm. So they just went ahead and said, you know what? We'll just explain it right at the beginning of the movie because then it can't be ruined because I figured everybody else had kind of already, even, as soon as you see the trailer, you go like, well, they're clearly on Earth 60, in the right. past. But they went ahead and did, instead of doing a Planet of the Apes bit where they went back in time through some weird wormhole or whatever, they just said, nope, this is what happens. They're letting you know up front that these people who just happen to evolve exactly the same way as humans on Earth did end up on Earth at, at 65 million years in our past
1: i feel like this movie comes up all the time dawson and you and i have spoken about it sound of thunder oh my god where they go back in time and i think one person they, they, step on a butterfly yeah we, i don't know we, we've talked about it go but they go back in time to tour the dinosaur era but you're not supposed to touch anything. right like time travel tourism and, okay yeah. and one person steps on a butterfly and then they go they go back in the future and it fucks everything up um it's the ugliest movie i've ever seen I, the, oh that's unfortunate the special um, the special effects are really bad i guarantee if i put a call on a shaky knee we could just film a
3: better movie <laughs> yeah
1: than the, than sound of of thunder
2: i've seen it twice too why in him the bummed, shit bummed, bummed about he
3: just likes to make sure it's as bad as he thought it was the first time
2: uh, he, you, know, he you, drop- got, you got roommates in college
1: the like- princess diana snake eyes not nick cage snake eyes and sound of thunder twice you gotta get another. This hobby, is why brother. I even now, <laughs> with all the,
2: the you know art, how bullshit that you are you're also mad about. Maybe you should go to a hockey game with code. I don't
1: say that to a lot of people, but it, it might not be such a terrible idea.
2: Like, all the all the lights are on there.
1: I like. The I know. it is true. You got the facial hair, for it. You got a sure. mild disdain for convention.
3: Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, you'll be welcome with open arms.
1: <laughs> yeah, sure. So um, I saw this movie a while ago. I, I saw it to the opening weekend. There's nobody in the theater. Um,
3: I believe that was the recommendation for uh, the society, to see it as quickly as possible, just in case. In
1: case it got ruined. Um, I I, kind of talked about it a little bit on the show go chastise me a little bit and i i (laughs) i I, the only reason i did that is because i kind of wanted people to go see it because as an ip i like the fact that it's not as i said fast and the furious Mm -hmm. it's not transformers it's not marvel or dc that's important i think it's i feel exactly the same way you know what i mean because we bitch a lot about what hollywood gives us but i feel like hollywood's just saying hey like mac and cheese again all right if you keep fucking eating it you know we'll just keep making mac and cheese i get a fucking steak every once in a while Well, this
3: time we'll mix in some chicken tenders and next time we'll get some bacon now you're it's it's a huge
2: you know it's a problem where we've gotten to now where like everything has to be the biggest event right every movie has to be this enormous juggernaut and it doesn't like we we used to just have kind of middle of the road movies i i went out i saw a movie it was good i saw it because it's what was out this weekend that i was going to go on a date or hang out with my friends or something like that and we don't really have that anymore because people weren't going to them and we had these expectations with all these giant you know superhero temple superhero temple stuff like that. that that's what this movie is right. it's like it's like a middle of the road just hey it's a cool movie to go see in theaters that's why i like those like 2000 shyamalan movies a lot more than most people do because it's he cool made to that just many have, uh, yeah i mean you know like the village and fucking lady in the water and all of that like it, we don't have movies like that mm. anymore everything's got to be you know, IP or part of the Blumhouse family or whatever.
3: Yeah, I think part of that is just the return on investment that yeah. people are trying to get from, as far as the theater exhibitors are, are going as well. They're like, well, we're not even going to bother showing it if it's not going to make us money hand over fist. And so that puts up a barrier because then these movies do have a way into people's lives, just not at the theater. So I think it's, it's kind of the double-edged sword of being able to distribute in different avenues other than the theater. It creates that... Eh, whatever. They'll still get it out there. We don't. We don't owe it to the public to show this movie because they'll just, you know, spend five dollars and watch it in a month and a half anyway.
1: I know this sounds weird, but Kylo Ren is not Star Wars. Is not action hero to me. That's it's kind of its own little fief. Yeah. This to me is you're going to see this it's Adam Driver's name above the thing. You're not when you go to see Star Wars, you're not going to see it because Adam Driver's in it, you're going to see it because of Star Wars. Yeah. This is his thing. I mean, I know it's as much dinosaurs as it is him, but how do you guys like him in a role like this?
3: I think he can pull it off really well. Um, I actually think one of one of, one of the things I love about Adam Driver is his versatility. Mm. He has shown that he can do comedy, and in this, I think. I don't know. It's not you know '80s action hero, bigger than life, but a believable everyman who can overcome a situation. Kind of in that Krasinski mold, in, uh it in, was in a quiet place, right? Mm, Where yeah. I think it's the I believe that he can do this. He doesn't seem ridiculous. I mean, obviously the situation the technology is ridiculous helps in some too. Of it. You know, yeah. the but far, yeah. fantastical technology. But I think he can emote as he's someone that you can put yourself into the shoes of, um, and I don't know. If that's just something that he brings to roles like that but that's what i always appreciate when i see him on screen
2: i'll save my score for the very end but i gave this an extra half star because of him being in it what he does in it. like he makes he makes this movie really worth paying attention to i mean it's cool like there are things about it that's cool it's fucking laser rifles and dinosaurs and spaceships but like at the beginning when he's like you know sitting on the beach or at the end of the edge of the pond and you can figure out pretty Pretty quickly oh he's thinking about offing himself and he's having like these emotional beats um, and and then you believe that he's motivated to to keep going and 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 get to the top of the mountain and shoot back up into space quite I think, literally yeah I, I think Adam driver's great and yeah goats right he's versatile I, I think he's a great dramatic actor like it may not be your thing but he's great in marriage story uh, he's uh, I think a really interesting looking dude like and he has presence and your attention's on him when he's on screen and he'll he'll carry a scene and i think a lot of what he does in star wars is some of the best of those movies too
1: yeah i mean i I, i'm not one to comment on that i (laughs) i feel this a lot of the way about this movie is i felt about smile where i'm going because i want to see these crazy people smiling Mm -hmm. and there was not there was not much smiling and i felt like we're going to compare this to Jurassic Park, which I think is logical. Um, it took a while to see the, the T-Rex lumber out from behind the fucking trees. There's some
2: downtime in this movie, for
1: sure. There's a lot of downtime in this movie. And there's a lot of downtime of, we've seen the dinosaurs, now you're going to wait another 20 yeah. minutes. And you got to remember, for Jurassic Park, there's extended sequences where the Gallimimus and the, the, the raptors are attacking them, and they're climbing over the, the fence. I mean, there's a lot of dinosaurs yeah. in Jurassic Park. Especially
3: I- once they get to the dinosaurs, because yeah. you have a lot of off screen roaring and then you're like when you first have that one sweeping vista when they when he says welcome to jurassic park and it's like holy "Holy shit greatest theme song of all time
1: once that fucking head comes down behind the waterfall, I'm like, oh, let's go, all right? Now oh, yeah. we're throwing grenades at tyrannosauruses. Like, let's fucking get it. And but now we're stuck in a cave for another 10, for a long time. It's like, now we're going to be a claustrophobia movie, and I didn't really like any of that stuff. And I-
3: and it's weird. I was thinking immediately when they were crawling through that, that yeah. little tunnel, immediately of, of the deep. Of course. Because that was just, it came to mind. I said, that was the one sequence in the deep that just freaked me out reading it in the tiny tunnel that's just barely bigger than their frame and i'm like oh this isn't and a crazy
1: lesbian cave movie Uh that we liked oh the descent yeah oh uh, god that movie's so good dude but you think about that when when adam driver's fucking crawl it's a set you know what i mean like it's big fucking foam balls like wharf would throw in an episode of (laughs) tng
2: have you guys seen the Gray?
1: Yeah, with he uh, was bare fist fight, fighting wolves. Liam Neeson. Yeah, That's what,
2: this movie reminded me a lot of The Gray. It's much more of a survival movie. Not than, enough wolf I think. fighting. Yeah, well, <laughs> case in point. Yeah. Like yeah. It's, it's more of a it, it's about drivers surviving than the dinosaurs. I think the dinosaurs are more of a backdrop until there's you know one or two fight scenes with them or or tension scenes with them and. That's one of the problems of the movie, or that, that that's not working for the movie itself.
3: And, and that might be where they share a little bit more DNA with uh, Quiet Place as well, because there's a lot of A Quiet Place where it's just like everyday life as we can live it, trying not to make the one big mistake that'll murder us all, yeah. and so there's a lot of... But that's a much better movie. Uh, w- sure, sure. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. a mo- it's a much, much more uh, well-crafted motion picture, but it, there's a lot of tension waiting for the thing to go wrong, and yeah. I think there's... Some of this they're they're trying to – I guess they're maybe forcing that emotional connection between Adam Driver and, and the girl just so that we are supposed to care a little bit right. more.
1: I think it was a mistake to have her not ever – to not speak the language. I agree. I, right. If there was a mechanism where it's like, hey, put these glasses on and it'll fucking teach you to – or if he would have gotten to the the goddamn ship and it's like, oh, we, remember because he says my translator's broken. Yeah. Like, well, maybe there's another translator in the other mm-hmm. ship and then you guys can, can – that, That'll that, be the breakthrough. It took way too much time, and then and it's not her fault. It's the script, but she kept repeating the same three words, and was like, "Oh, Jesus, sucks. fucking yeah. Yeah. I mean, Christ!"
2: That, it's yeah, you're right. It's not the actress's fault, but they. I think that's a huge. I think it's one of the biggest problems of the movie is like when when there is downtime, a way to make up for the fact that you don't have dinosaurs and shooting dinosaurs yeah. all the time, like really build a connection with these two, make this something that you can really be invested in, you need language to be able to do that. You need dialogue. Like Unless you are, I don't know, a a master class filmmaker where you can do something like, the opening of There Will Be Blood and create all of this emotion and tension without using any dialogue. With
1: no dialogue, you know, yeah. That's,
2: and that's one of the best filmmakers in the world. And
1: one of the best actors ever lived. Yeah,
2: exactly. So that's that's like the, the only instance where that works. Yeah. And it's a problem when you don't have anything to connect these two, but that's supposed to be all you care about in this moment because we're not seeing... T Rexes.
1: Don't don't you tell me how to raise my
2: son.
3: <laughs> Sorry, was, was I mean, Daniel Daniel Plainview the rest well, of the show. Well, I mean it's it's hard. <laughs> it's hard to avoid. Um, was that a conscious decision for the global audience? Because I was thinking that about forty minutes in, when there was so little dialogue, and so much of what was being said was either coming from a radio or a transmission, or being said. Just it's something that is in the girl's language which no one's going to understand because it's her own set of words. Was that done so they wouldn't have to worry about translating it?
1: It is dinosaurs. I mean, you would assume close Sci-fi enough to action, kaiju yeah. that
3: it's going to do well overseas. You I can just know. export it without even having to work too hard. I That'd mean, be a shame if that was the
1: motivating factor.
2: Well, like, because there is other stuff I like about this, but if we're talking about flaws, I think the title fucking it's terrible, man. Like, you should have just called this "Dinosaur pla- Kill," "Planet of Dinosaurs," yeah, yeah. Di- "Shoot Them rif- Up," "Rifle Versus Dinosaur," <laughs> like <laughs> "Rifle literally, Versus," literally shoot, literally them, shoot them dinos, like because like. It, that's why this movie isn't doing well. I mean, that's a big reason why this movie isn't doing well, because if you're just looking at the marquee and seeing what's available, 65, I don't know what the fuck... Is that just like... I don't know. Is that about the Beatles? Like, who fucking knows? There are too many movies named after years. Like, I know we really like 71. That was a great movie. But like, 1917... No, call it one-shot World Get War One movie. Yeah. Fucking
3: like, send the message. Find like, my brother. Numeric titles
2: kind of drive me crazy. Okay. I'm- and is it just
3: cuz they sort weird in the list cuz that's why they bother me. Yes, I like but but also too.
2: just like like you can you can do better than this. I get it like it's supposed to be and it is a cool moment in the theater where the the numbers pop up and then it's the subtext of 65 million years ago this is what's going on. Oh cool, this is a cool moment in theaters. But if you're just trying to sell your movie it sucks like it, it really sucks this movie
1: isn't as bad as these critics are laying into it like, i agree if you no. fucking read the these headlines for these reviews it's 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 somewhat comical um i would love that i said this initially if i was 11 and i could go to the movie theater and see this movie i think i'd be really excited um the gun's cool the technology's cool adam driver's good um it's it's a good like the survival part of this is pretty decent uh some of the dinosaurs what i can't get past good i don't know where you are Jurassic Park is almost like a religion to me, that original movie. like okay. it, it, it means a lot to me. The, the book and the, the movie mean a lot to me in my life, and it's impacted me quite a bit and i can't ever see dinosaurs now i don't even like looking at dinosaurs like the natural history museum because they don't necessarily look like those fucking jurassic park dinosaurs i love those jurassic park di- d- dinosaurs and when that one t-rex is on all fours at the end i don't even know what type of dinosaur that's supposed to be like cuz these are more realistic i think dinosaurs i looked it up they're based off a of different dinosaurs because i don't think they wanted them to look just like jurassic park but i'm just there's a little part of me that goes nah
3: Fuck that. <laughs> it's like they feel like you know yeah. great value versions of the dinosaurs you're yeah. like oh i need lord durn to be screaming at these things you couldn't get the rights to the actual t-rex design you had to go with this one
1: it's pretty close i mean, and there's there's some fun stuff in this fucking movie there's some really when there's the big weird arm creature ones there's like a wave of them and he's just throwing grenades and fighting like i enjoyed all that there's lots of pterodactyls there's never enough flying dinosaurs for me and uh in these movies. I so. dug
2: when it when the the big dog gets hit by the geyser that was and great. it comes out and it's all kind of like mangled like boiled flesh yeah. or whatever like it looked pretty gnarly. It was it's got that the was deformity, cool, yeah. It was like, a callback
1: oh, to the, the first 10 minutes of the movie yeah. when he sees that skeleton laying over a geyser. Yeah,
2: we're, like we're, we're, we're showing some a little bit of, you know, animal gore here. Creature creature gore is a better way to describe it. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it it works. I think this movie works. There's just a, a lot of shortcomings.
1: The ending um, is is it is very difficult to suspend a belief at the end of this movie uh, when they hike all that way and there's two of them things and then the, the little girl f- runs up with the talon and no one dies. And <laughs> <laughs> It's not the most unbelievable ending we're going to talk about today. True, um, true. But uh, I'm going to give this movie a fucking three, and I'm a bit of a fraud for it uh, because it ain't a three. It's probably a two and a half. But for everything we said before, it's not as bad as the fucking critics are saying. I I got out of that movie theater. I was unoffended. I said, whatever the fuck. There was some cool dinosaurs, and it's ninety minutes. People keep saying it's slow. You're out of there with enough time to go do what Dotson does, which is avoid your loved ones and see another movie if you like. Um, and I'm gonna give it an extra point, extra half a point, because they're trying. They tried something that wasn't just hey
3: Sarsky and Hutch. Let's reboot that. You know, yeah.
1: This same old tired fucking shit. So that that gets a three for me.
3: I can see that. I I think I I have to come in at a two and a half. Um just because there were points in the movie where I did kind of go like, Oh come on. Like this is it's Oh, there's several of those. I mean, there's a lot of those. It's very much uh jump scare, bad decision, and miracle save the movie. That's actually that's what they could have made. The, it was just, the fucking Oh, uh the, the quicksand.
1: Yes. Where he's completely yeah. submerged. Yeah. It was just come
3: on. there there's there's a few things in yeah. there. I think and if you look at it, I could be really Old person, cynical, like internal consistency. Like they built these devices that could survive falls from the tops of a tree, but they didn't put a force field around their ship to avoid the smallest asteroid that's ever come through space on a multi-year cryogenic journey. Did you
1: think that the planet killing asteroid was overkill? I thought because there was enough working against them. Like
3: that was the twist. That, yeah. that was the twist. Yeah, so I, I think
2: that that worked for me. As and then, the,
3: the yeah. cataclysmic event that, that was really the big threat to everything. You guys so, are gonna love Moonfall. You you're gonna I okay. mean uh, you like looking forward to if you it. weren't nauseous from this film, you're gonna love <laughs> Moonfall.
2: I think yeah, like the the asteroid is kind of an obvious choice, but it they needed to ramp up the tension a little bit for the final act. And it needs to be more than just, oh, we're outrunning dinosaurs. It's we're outrunning dinosaurs and imminent doom. Um, I guess. I, 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 that th- that worked for me.
1: I always say this, and I, I say it about every- dinosaurs are enough. Like, if you have dinosaurs, there's nothing that's going to be cooler than that. Like, it should be, you don't have to, Jurassic World doesn't have to keep making it. This one's armor-plated. All right, we we've spliced this with the
3: genes of an M1 Abrams tank. <laughs> no, no,
1: no, just fucking put a big dinosaur out there, and I'm sure. going to be happy about it. Yeah.
3: Well, and I think having that backdrop of... The asteroid was kind of a good reset button as well, because no matter what happened, if they got off the planet, we can feel good about that. If they don't, well, the asteroid destroyed everything and there's no chance that them being there is going to make any impact on the future. You know, so I guess that's their out. For however the movie could end. Yeah, were you
1: guys upset that they survived? I know you like it when children and, and heroes are murdered in movies. Oh, it's, I, a,
2: it's a survival movie. The, the point is that
1: they make it out. Every time there's a happy ending, I feel like you guys are in here and the funeral dirge is playing. How? Just, how? No, no.
3: Don't movie. put me in the. In I'm putting the, you in that. I don't go to movies to be entertained categories. <laughs> That's not what
1: I'm saying. I'm saying that you don't like happy endings. Neither one of you guys. I have.
3: think happy endings need to be appropriate to the movie. Yeah. And in this one, it was. Yeah, and a
1: Yankee crank. That's where they're appropriate. <laughs> uh-huh. What did you? You, uh, what'd you give it to?
2: I also gave this a three. Oh. I think it's a two and a half without driver. If you put in, okay. I, I don't know, um, the who's the guy from Game Over? Uh, we, we like oh, that movie. Gerard Butler, uh, no, uh, the fucking actually, guy. Cross, Bu- Cross Crossbones, Bones. yeah, um, Frank Grillo, um, Frank Grillo, mm. uh, Gerard yeah, Butler's yeah. another good example, though. If it's you put Grillo or, or Butler, or, and I like I both know, like, those guys, by the way, Chris Pratt or whatever, like, I think it'd be a two and a half. I'm there's, with just, you. there's not much going for it. Um, it's cool, but that's kind of it. Like it's kind of a all right, that was fine. I walk out. Driver has presence and he he has enough for you to be emotionally invested yeah. in the scenes that matter. I think the opening 20 minutes of this movie are really good. Hmm. Like up until, you know, you see the the crane overhead shot of the giant footprint and then into the black black screen and credits. I think that rules. And I would go back just to kind of revisit that because I, I think that works as just like a short almost. It would have been like a pilot for a TV show or if something. If there
1: was some way to go into that movie blind and it, you think it's some crazy sci fi movie and then, oh my God, there's a big dinosaur footprint, it would have been from dusk until dawnian. Yeah. We were like, holy yeah. shit, this isn't the movie that I thought it was going to be. And
2: I think that like 15, 20 years ago, that would be how it plays it's out. Possible but- at least. But now we gotta spoon feed everything in the trailer. We gotta do whatever we can to put asses in seats. Yeah, because I think being able
3: being able to go in totally blind also means they wouldn't have had to completely explain the journey. They wouldn't have had Hmm. to completely explain that it was Earth sixty five million years ago. It would have that would have been another big reveal that they could have gotten away with. I think, I, think. I
2: think he's great towards the end of the movie where you find out, oh, he's not trying to get home to his kid. His kid's already dead. And right. he's known that this whole time, Yeah. but we as an audience don't. And I think he's great after that because he's he's a great actor and he brings way more to this movie than it probably deserves. And I'm not even <laughs> knocking it, but it would be so easy to pay someone less to do less of a job than what he does. And that's why it's, it's warranted to me to give it a, full, a half star. I did like... Um,
3: I did like that he got totally frank with the girl when sure. she realized like, Oh yeah, no, your your family's dead. I just told you that to get you yeah. here. Let's go. Yeah. Like, going, All right, we, we can cry later.
2: It's he's just- he's and that's I thought that was interesting too, where like he knows that she still doesn't understand him, but he just has to get that out yeah. and say it like to expel that that frustration. I mean I I think I, I gave I wouldn't score it on the show, but I I gave Knock at the Cabin like an extra half star because of how good Batista is Man, in that movie. He's a good it could have been it could have been anyone else. Still delivering the lines and playing the character, but like the way that he plays that movie is is amazing yeah. and really really puts it over for you. And you know, to to a lesser extent, just because it's a lesser movie, but Driver does that here.
1: Two pieces of just whatever uh, fantasy booking for this movie. I think Ben Foster could do what Adam Driver did in this movie, where he would make it. He would elevate what this movie is. is, he ever, this is has
2: he ever been a lead? Yes. Feel yes. Like he's
1: always a supporting. Well, you know, in *Hell or character. High Water*, is I mean, is he supporting? I mean, it's him and Chris Pine, they're brothers. I mean, I would say they're A and B. Yeah, that's that's probably the closest it's been, I mean, which is great. Charlie fucking what is it? Uh what's his last name in uh, three ten to Yuma? That's Ben Wade! That's ben in there. Wade. Ben Wade Mister, Dude. you're gonna burn. If they why doesn't he win Best Supporting Actor every year for
3: three ten to Yuma? I, I wish <laughs> <Holy> <laughs> every fucking year. fucking hell is
1: he good in that movie.
3: Nominated again for three ten to Yuma. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> fucking
2: Ben Foster's jerk ass. That was like two thousand seven too. It's kind of movie. in
1: the middle of this. What weird, a great weird movie that movie. is. It, it's
2: an awesome movie. Fucking awesome.
1: The other part uh that I thought about was um it reminded me As someone that doesn't have kids and is annoyed by children, the trope of the beleaguered parent, and it reminds me of Minority Report, uh, is going back and watching the videos of their kid just doing something stupid. Mm -hmm. Like I think that if you don't have kids, like this kid stinks. Who cares? Like fucking move on. You had laser guns in a spaceship. (laughs) Like fucking when they're going back and the kid's like making a video for the fucking look. Here's my rocket. We shit. Fucking move on with your life. It's still, and there's part of that that always hits me because I'm I'm cold and dead inside. I
2: mean, I do think I I, 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 think, I am unreceptive to you know, your,
3: to your emotional advances.
2: Home videos of a dead relative, pretty easy way pretty. to to you know pull some strings and and try to gain a little more. Emotion. I mean, even John Wick does that. Like when John Wick's watching videos of his wife on his phone, it doesn't really do much compared to when the dog when, dies. When you just think about the dog, like you you don't even have to see pictures of the dog. You just think about the dog. Well, when know? the
1: dog dies, you want the yega to burn down the the fucking schools of the children of his enemies. <laughs> fucking kill them all.
2: Is that this weekend, by the way? It is. Holy shit. Well, that's that's why I think that we the future is that. grim for. For sixty five, is it survived? It survived a weekend and and a full performing week of Scream. I think once John Wick hits,
1: I think it was in third place this week. It actually did okay. I mean, I'm I'm
2: telling, we've pointed out flaws, right? But like. I've told a bunch of people, hey, go see this movie. If you're just looking for like a quick, you know, it's, it's a 90 minute movie, d- dinner, d- you know, date date night, whatever the fuck you want to do, it's worth going to just spend some time in the yeah. theater. If over.
1: you have a son, you should take them to this movie. Oh yeah, I would have killed to see this. And then the fact that there's not action figures, like I would have killed to fucking have the little figures to shoot dinosaurs. It just would have been great. What is that gun? The gun's awesome, dude. Turn that into a Nerf gun. I mean, they do that with everything else now, yeah. right? i will be all in. Um. All right. Well, I'm glad you guys didn't hate it because there's no. a part of me when I left the theater, I was like, oh, I don't know if that was very good. I hate the, the boys. Um, <laughs> yeah,
2: three is like one thumb up
1: for me. So I agree. Yeah, works, yeah works. two and a
3: half is is Orange Cassidy for me. Just that not quite a thumb up at all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's
1: it's when I have an <laughs> erection. The, the other part of it, the other part of it was difficult to believe. When he falls out of the tree and he's pulling the Martin Riggs trying to get his arm back in the socket, he gets so fucked up in that goddamn. <laughs> yeah. and he just walks the whole thing off. It's it's a little difficult to believe. Even <laughs> like, on...
3: There's like the countdown to when it's yeah. going to pop back in.
1: Somewhat ironic that we, we were going to talk about Jean-Claude Van Damme's performance in Hard Target, where I believe he, he pings off the top of a Suburban and yeah. rolls under the concrete. Almost
3: lands on his feet.
1: I, I, I think he does. I'm so excited to talk about Hard Target. <laughs> um, I too, the floor is yours. I believe it is your turn to pick up. All right, up, so up. our next film selection
2: for the Fortress Film Society is going to be Something in the Dirt. Which is a 2002? Mm. Uh, uh, sorry, not 2002. All of Ant Man's axes. Oh, <laughs> that'd I'm, be called I put them all in the dirt. Now I'm upset. Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> which one's in the dirt? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> It'll never not be funny. Pie <laughs> quiz. I mean, fucking trick question. All of them. Hey Dukes, which one's lethal and which one's weapon? Hey Dukes, who's die and who's hard? Because I want to see <laughs> Bruce <British> Willis. <women. laughs> By the way, he called call like Bruce Willis or
1: something. He wouldn't know who the fuck Bruce Willis is. <laughs> uh,
2: something boy. in the Dirt 2022. It is from our friends uh, uh, Benson and Moorhead, the guys that like made them. Synchronic. And they uh, also make Bartles we... and James Wine Cool. Yeah, yes, of course. <laughs> they
3: thank us for their support. <laughs> uh, also, they... mornings
1: on Mix 107.3. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh,
2: the Endless. I think we haven't talked about it on the show. Well, we haven't covered up, it on man. the show, but we've praised it before. Uh, amazing movie. Uh, Resolution's great, too. I really like these guys, and we seem to really dig all the movies that they make, so... It's uh it's a conspiracy theory. Was Resolution
1: movie. a pick of yours as well on this show? I no, both.
2: I don't think so. Resolution no. is the like time the, travel one. It's the predecessor to Endless.
3: Synchronic is the time Synchronic was, was the a other pick. one, yeah. yes. Was that Goat's pick? That was yeah. mine. A lot yeah. of the
2: indie you know, indie movie names for sure. Yeah.
3: Endless
1: is one of those movies, I'm just warning you, if you're wired like me, fucking clear clear the fucking schedule afterwards because it's gonna it's gonna Donny Darko it's, your ass it's, a little bit. I believe
3: that. I think that's what you gentlemen told me when you said, Oh, well if you enjoyed Synchronic you might enjoy Endless. It's heavy. But,
1: yeah. If if no disrespect to go to these gentlemen, but if Sacronic was a real movie, it would be Endless. Because <laughs> that that's one of those ones that'll just twist you on your fucking. Yeah, ear.
2: I mean it, it, it takes it up a whole a whole nother. Notch. And does it
1: without there's a there's one horrifically gory scene in it, but it does it kind of hereditary. No disrespect to Asher or any of these guys, but like there's a lot of visceral, disgusting things that happen in those mm-hmm. movies that kind of sticks with you. Endless, I feel like, does it just by Messing it's, with it's, your brain—it's
2: just like the concept, yeah, and yeah. you just think about it afterwards, and you're like, "Well, I'm fucked up. I'm going to bed."
1: Yeah, and then I'm going to sleep terribly, and I'm going to have <laughs> awful dreams.
2: <laughs> I mean, just check, check the 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 summary though. Uh, Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead offer up a twisted reflection of our paranoid times in this inventive mix of buddy comedy and sci-fi thriller. Hmm. I mean, I just, I, okay. and I think I think they do. There are funny moments in all of their movies, sure. so I. I have high hopes. Uh, I know a couple people that saw it. I think it was maybe Sundance, and uh, people really liked it. So. Anyone
1: normal? Define hmm. normal. <laughs> like would, like, like would, me.
2: They wouldn't be a fourth mic on this show. Okay.
1: Well, just there's an, an I, I like these guys, and I just there's an enormous disparity between the audience and the critics, and not in the direction that I generally prefer. Ah, so I, there's going to be a reason for that, and I for me, it's hard for me to get out of my brain just sitting there
3: waiting, and, going into it. Yes,
1: I assume I'm going to be lectured during this film, but I respect tube and I, I like these guys, Thank so you. I will watch it and with an open heart. I think
3: I saw a headline today from a satire site that said, Man uh, dreads going to Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> to see scores of movie he just watched and enjoyed. Well, that's just <laughs> so tell, fucking tell spot on. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Man sitting across from Goat right
2: now. Yeah, I did, I did not look at the scores of this movie. I chose it based on our, on faith in the the creators. Just like, you know, we've chosen Walter Hill movies just because sure? we really dig him. I'm know, with something you. Something like that. So. All right, excellent. That's I, think, uh, I think it's on Hulu and then you can rent it on Prime. Itself. They were
1: cool with Snake Eyes also? Yes. Yes. All right, excellent. Uh, We have a lot to get to, boys.
3: I do have one question. Please. Uh, And this is a little bit of a curveball. Who's going to be the lucky person whose turn it is to select a movie when Quasi comes out?
1: Well, I think Quasi just will be... By the way, I think we're getting... All of those guys on the show. Oh, the really? entire Broken Lizard troupe is coming on, which will be fantastic. Yeah. I'm negotiating right now. The way that I would prefer it is each of them individually. Okay, um, if I can swing that, that's what I want to do because
3: that would be fantastic. I'm talking yeah.
1: all five of those guys and then and telling them about ponytails and cocktails because <laughs> I think only Stolhansky and Chandra Sekar know. But uh, I think we just have to watch it, right? No one should have to. Oh, yeah. pick Quasi. They should. We should just discuss. That's fair. It. Here's the thing about their movies is that I'm going to laugh multiple times in every movie they make. Mm-hmm. I don't trust the people that cut their trailers. I don't trust anyone that's trying to take a fucking Broken Lizard movie and push it out to Convince normies. people yeah. to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. So I I can't wait. And then fucking Jade just being that the king guy that's an asshole. Mm-hmm. I think it's Soder is the one that's the, the Pope. I think he is. Yeah, I yeah. believe so.
2: It's got the smoke from the first John Wick movie, too. And they're
1: both yeah. playing the, the two characters. So, yeah. It's I just it. going to be fucking hilarious. I love it um that's a good question Goat. uh so when do we want to work scream into
3: this do you want to finish with it or
1: let's just i would let's do it now because we'll do I know
3: theater that, back yeah. to back just like Dottie. sure
1: okay yeah let's do, just like my day yesterday I all right it. So, uh, that's it that's an interesting day uh we'll do that then we'll do piss break which of course is goat's favorite uh-huh. segment yeah um uh, <laughs>
2: I've noticed that Goat's been going without us, too. I feel like he needs a little bit of time away. I
1: think, yeah, he likes to decompress and get away from the <laughs> two of us. I think, you know, a lot of people probably like to get away from the two of us. So we, 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 we walk in, he's still going, he's like, oh. Oh, yeah. Uh, Goat turns it into his own private steam room when he's down there fucking <laughs> pissing <laughs> There's so much fucking boiling hot urine coming out of it. Uh, just thinking about fucking, uh, God damn it! <laughs> Ha-ha! I, was, I had a, a goalie's name in my head. I don't and know any just ev- name, He just so. evaporated. Played for the... Avalanche. Uh, not Patrick Waugh. What the fuck was it? Never mind. Um, anyway, we'll move on. So, Scream 6. Fuck this movie. Um, oh, man.
0: <laughs>
1: I'm so okay. mad about Scream 6. Okay. I'm so fucking mad. Um, here's what I'll tell you. The first hour of Scream 6... I liked as much as I like Scream Five, which okay. is not as much as Scream One through Four, but way more than I thought that I was going to like. And I think I would have liked it even more if they hadn't beat their fucking L with the liquor store scene. The liquor mm-hmm. store scene is maybe the most. Ch- this movie PG thirteen, by the way. No, it's R. It's R. I'm you almost sure? positive. Yeah. It's they they wouldn't just make because a PG-13 of all the gore. Movie, I don't yeah. recall there being that much gore. There's some fuck words though. There's there are a lot of, fuck, words. A lot of fuck words. Yeah, there are fuck words. You are right about that. You know what else there's a lot of? Yeah. The, the four, what's the, the four pack? Four. The core Holy four. core four. Holy shit. Hey. Up top. It's Randy's, Randy's niece and nephew. Whose, girl, whose girlfriend came up with core four and then forced them to put it into the movie 8,000 times? I think it was somebody. You know that happened.
3: Somebody on the crew who wanted to put uh, t-shirts up on those shirt of the day sites for the next year shit. and a half. Yeah. You buy that at your own fucking bat.
2: So, actually I read I think I think the last thing that Craven wrote down before
1: he died was core, core four, four and he yeah. said this is what killed me if you're wondering <laughs> I would still be there so these movies wouldn't be ruined um the scream franchise has never disappointed me never not once okay and there's movies I think that we would all agree. I think scream four I was a little bit perturbed by the first time I saw it. It's better the second time, much better. Yeah. And now it's just in rotation. Like you yeah. could I, those first four ones. Put any one of them on, and Emma, I'll. Emma enjoy Roberts it. is
2: awesome in that movie. I think uh,
1: I think Hayden Panettiere is. Is that <laughs> how you say your name? She's not bad in that. The
2: youngest movie. Culkin is in that. He's he's, he's like, okay. He's funny. Yeah. He's fine.
1: And they're like nerd. Ner- I like the nerdy movie. Fucking, the the, fu- I, the I'm most perturbed about the ending, but the liquor store scene puts Ghostface in a completely new light it's the most brutal that he's ever been Mm -hmm. he's out of character he keeps you guessing he's using guns for I think the first time ever I know that that uh, Stu Billy and Stu use you know all the guys at the end yeah but they fucked that whole thing in the
3: first trailer they showed the entire scene it's also unusual for him to just be out In public and doesn't care that there's people looking at him and witnessing him. He's just standing there in the store with the store owner and people out on the street going, What the fuck? Yeah, he's running on the street, just going from one location to the other. And
2: I wish we had a little more of that peppered throughout the movie. Because I do think I agree it's the best part. And I I wish that they utilized the New York setting a little more it's miles well, there was, there was so
3: much subway that's well, the, the, all new the, york bro, the, the they filmed that cool. on a sound stage well, like, they yeah, went there and filmed fucking shots in yeah, new
1: york and filmed the rest on a sound stage you, you can see was the behind in, the in,
3: scenes work where was it in canada station.
2: i think um, i thought and i and saw that it was movies are filmed in canada yeah there is a bro. little bit of on-site shooting in new york i i, I read up on that but i wish that because here's the thing man like the screen movies are about when you boil down to, aside from all the commentary on movies itself, it's I love that it's it could literally be anyone. That's the thing It's like yeah. when it's a scream movie, it could literally be anyone. And then you take that concept and you put it in New York City as opposed to where a, there's a small everyone. Town, yeah. and that's where I that's where I thought it was going to go, and I didn't get as much of that, and I was a little disappointed. I don't think it's a flaw of the movie. I just thought it was a little bit of a wasted. Potential. No, I
1: mean, I gotta finish. Can sorry, I finish? Yeah. Continue. Can I finish? Yeah. All right, I'm finished. Okay. Oh, I don't think you are. This, I want to say, I want to be fair. The ghost face gimmick with the old mask, and it's like, what? oh, the masks mean something, and he's as brutal as we've ever fucking seen him. I liked all that. And mm-hmm. I'm like, holy shit, this is, this is pretty fucking good. This movie is 45 minutes longer than it needs to be, and I just feel like halfway through it, they're like, what the fuck do we do now? <laughs> to suspend disbelief? That one dick-in-the-dirt cop would be able to put together every single costume and murder weapon from nine serial killers. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. That's that's just not true. It was so clumsy and ham-fisted. And I got to say, the core four, there's no chemistry between those people. I don't yeah. care at all about any of them. And maybe it's because I'm getting old and cranky, but fucking Nev Campbell and Courtney Cox, but even up into uh, the last one, that you, there's no one that can recreate what they had, and no one dies in this fucking movie. Ooh, I, loud goat.
3: I think that's the thing that I walked away from the most is that everyone seemed bulletproof, oh. literally, almost literally. They were well, stab-proof. They were stab-proof. They were bullet-proof. If they got sliced on the shoulder, they in the next scene, they were moving a giant heavy object with no issues whatsoever. Your boy
1: Chad got stabbed 750 times and
3: is just there I, chilling at the l- end. Yeah.
1: Listen, I
2: was a little like, all right, what the fuck,
3: dude? Yeah. Like, How do you not
1: right? kill Courtney Cox off? How do you not that, fucking say so, it's time uh, I, to go? Dude, I you look honest, like a totem pole. Dude, it's,
2: only been, it's been less than 24 hours since I saw this movie. I just realized, wait, we don't even see her at the end of the movie. No, they they just just go, she's she's good.
1: She's fine. Fuck, am I going to... She's alive, dude. It's been confirmed. It's all over the place. They, the, way, the directors have spoken as to
2: why they chose to do it. I don't think that she should have been in this movie. I think that they I should don't have, either. I think they should have left uh, left all of them behind. I and I love the comment of of Or she's the killer,
1: or one of them is the killer at the end, because yeah. that would have been interesting. Well, it's well,
2: gotta be that. Like I, I and I like the line of, of Sydney deserves her happy ending. She's not gonna be any part of this because, like, yeah, eventually, like she, she does also need apparently
3: didn't deserve a bigger paycheck, which is why she wasn't even in the movie. I don't blame her. her. She probably but, read but, the yeah. script. Yeah. I
2: think it's okay to have eventually try and make storylines out yeah. of new people right like there there the, there needs to be a reason to come back because even in like Scream 5 it's it's great seeing Nev Campbell in a scream movie i love that i love her i'd like to kiss her but like I <laughs> the very she's very cute but at, i have a friend that was on set with her once and said she was the hottest woman he had ever seen get the fuck yeah. out of here he was a uh, house of cards she, she seems said, delightful yeah, she she she, does. she is a striking person but like you got to call it eventually if you want to build something more who's left alive
3: IP, to threaten her at this point yeah, yeah
2: exactly and like i mean it's the same like like marvel is not doing it at all right like they're not able to to create any new emotion or or investment in these new characters but I, they're trying to do that with Scream. I think it would have been a lot easier, and they would have been more successful if they just kicked Gale to the curb with Sydney. Like, just write them out. You killed off Dewey. That I think was a great. Moment oh, by in the way, five. amazing scene. Uh, that was in uh, that and a perfect send-off. Earned death. Yeah, it it was so impactful in that in that movie. Yeah. and I think I that should. So we we should have left it there and really just if if, if whether you like these characters or not, like, understand that they're trying to build them into something new, and it it might take three movies to do that.
3: I think you have to pick and choose who those people are going to be, though. Sure. You can't have the core four. I think that's one of the things— One of them's got to die. Somebody has to go to have stakes. Like, that. that's the— you have any stakes, by the I way? I mean, that started. would be great. But there, there's there's no risk in for the people that you see the most in this movie, and I think that's kind of the antithesis of a slasher movie to begin with. Is that, I mean, I know you don't want to keep going back to the tired, you know, final girl trope, but you have to have at least somebody works. Somebody has to bite it to make the remaining survivors feel like they actually survived something as opposed to like, well, at least the four of us are still cool. Everybody else that we literally just met 30 minutes ago, well, they're gone, but we didn't really care about them anyway. With this person that we didn't even know that joined our gang that we didn't even really like, and well, we don't even really like each other, actually, the way it all seems to play out. They don't treat each other all that well. Let me ask you something.
1: If you're going to have somebody that died in one of these movies come back, do you make it? Hayden Panettiere with the big bee sting face that Madonna had. Do you, do, is that who you decide you want it to be? Or instead of pulling the mask off at the end and there's the chick that you barely even remembers in the fucking movie, Matthew Lillard is sitting there and he's back and he's helping them kill everybody. I mean, you've already put Skeet Ulrich as a, as a window phantom. Which, well, by the way, yeah. what, pff, what a big fucking jack-off that was in this goddamn that's movie. Matthew Lillard deserves to be in these movies. He's fan- he's yeah. the best part of the first one in that that the last scene. He is so unhinged, and he's fucking spraying spit with his mouth. He's, he's fantastic. He's incredible.
3: I'm torn on that because I think at this point it would be, I don't know, would it feel it. even more ridiculous and cheap to have somebody...
1: No one dies. They're all indestructible. Anyone can be resurrected. They proved that in this movie. At least but, make it interesting.
3: But does that retroactively hurt that first movie?
1: Not me, because I'm never going to watch this
3: piece of well, shit ever that. again. Okay, then if we just pretend that this one is, has never happened, well, everyone I, else
1: loves it. I mean, it, it did crazy in the box office. It is it is well received by the audience and by critics. I no one agrees with me. I mean, I want to. I, I
2: I will jump in. Like I thought it was good. I didn't love it.
1: I don't think you're capable of criticizing I, I this didn't, movie.
2: I didn't I didn't I didn't love it. There were problems with it, but I thought that as a fucking modern slasher, the tension
1: was awesome. Bro, the end was the happening. The end was professional actors losing the ability to act and just screaming. It was abominable.
2: You didn't like that they were they were finally the protagonists were finally like hardcore killing people? No. Because I thought that was awesome. What are you talking but about?
3: That's the opposite but of how, the like.
2: Sisters are, are, the sisters are going crazy with guns and knives. Like, no. I feel like you're watching these. You know, you're watching the original ones and you're like, dude, kill them, kill them. Yeah, they but need to be booked stronger like, after take, the last one? Take
3: a, make a move, kill them. But like, that's an action movie then. Because the whole point of a slasher is that the people that we're rooting for seem powerless against the threat to this them. This
1: unkillable fucking menace. And I just got to say, D- Dermot with. He should fucking call his agent and say, look, we got to start having say over the characters because I can't act as badly as I did at the end of the Scream movie. <laughs>
3: That's fucking all I got out of him for sake. the entire movie where he just sort of growled at people.
1: And I I, I won't say it. It's fine. It's not a big deal. I, I just don't know how you could watch. It, the, the subway scene was 10 minutes longer than it needed to be. And... Of course, it culminates in a vicious stabbing that doesn't result in anyone dying. That was an inconsequential scene, and Gokai ha- sat there for 30 minutes next to each other. But
3: it had a zinger in it. What was it? I don't even remember. She
1: guessed wrong. Oh, right. Because of the, yeah. the dude that
3: eventually was...
1: I missed that
3: one. It was, yeah, there were a lot of zingers. It was uh, very quippy, which also kind of undermines the tension t- for me. Here's like-
1: what I'm going to tell you also. If you want to know who the killers are in the Scream movies white people, because they're always the killers. Well. All of them. Last one and this one. They fucking set it up at the very beginning. That's who you just pick and you'll know immediately. You may not fucking want to acknowledge that, but that's a big part of it also. I, I think straight white people. They're the bad ones. Just they're going to be the murderers. Make an Excel I think it's sheet time to look, the look inward.
2: In the
0: look it's
1: like, inward. <laughs> How about outward? I looked at the screen and I no, said who's going to be the killer. And, Real, and if it wasn't I, her, it was Hayden Panettiere, who was painted as the killer the whole time.
3: You guys get uncomfortable. That is exactly how this movie unfolded. I think it's. Wor- oh, I think the bigger offense is that it's the people that you have no investment in. Uh, I did not yeah. even know who those throwaways. guys were.
1: When they pulled yeah. the hoods off at first, I said, "Who is that Wait, guy?" Why? I don't even well, remember well, who the, that is. The
3: biggest bummer about this
2: movie is that I, for the, 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 I, I figured it out pretty quick. Or I, I my hunt, my first, well, hunch it was, was easy the to... right one because I was like, "Hang on, we didn't see that roommate get killed. We just saw mm-hmm. a f- an iPhone photo of it, and then we saw her fall out of a room." She can't get stabbed? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, we we didn't watch her. We never watched her gut. You didn't we, see we, her body. Yeah, we never uh, saw her yeah. actually be attacked, like, in motion. Yeah, we don't we don't see knife going into flesh. And I was like, oh, shit, is it her? I, it might be her. And mm-hmm. then I just kind of tried to watch the movie and not think too much. And then I was like, ah. Oh, One I thing they did right. do well is- I don't like getting it right. When, like, I want to be surprised. There
1: was a ghost face that was getting the shit kicked out of him. And then, like, they, I thought they booked- you could tell when Dol- when Dermot which
3: one of them was
1: He was the juggernaut cuz he's the big fucking cop guy and it's like okay they they booked those kind of interestingly and I did like the gag where she's fucking the dude and and she's this, the guys like who the fuck is Bill and like oh, yeah, the- who's the good looking guy babe <laughs> it's like babe I don't even know like there was some funny stuff that, again first hour of the movie first hour I thought was a very very solid I think I, I like
3: sorry I think having three killers is a bit of a cop out as well though I've had two, two in the first one. Well, there's been two in all of them. Yeah, that's right. Even in, and I still contend there were two in th- in Scream three. But was well, the other one? Uh, the girl who got dragged out from view. Uh, what was her name? Jill or whatever? Not Jill. Um, the took that one the the one the that was playing play yeah.
1: Oh, so but that's she was, was she in on it?
3: I, apparently, in an early draft of the script, she was the killer, but they rewrote it to remove her who, from who it. Who plays so. her in
1: Scream two?
2: Isn't it Tori Spelling?
3: Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. They always do. Because remember, <laughs> in Scream 1, they take a shot at Tori Spelling mm-hmm. yeah. where she like, oh, says, I'll great. probably be played by Tori Spelling. And then she does oh, that's play right. <laughs> That's right. By the way, awesome. this one was not very meta. You know, like all the other Scream movies were more self-referential and all that. It's, yeah. I it like... felt like they went away from that after the big dissertation on you how the rules I mean, were. You don't You're... think
3: the girl dressed up as Wednesday at the Halloween party was enough of it. a reference? Hey, hey, hey,
2: man. Like, I don't think there's many else there i don't think there's much else for them to do with the meta shit i think they're gonna probably move this into just a more straightforward slasher franchise that's for, a, for a younger generation
3: i don't know man
1: that's what separated scream from all other yeah, i think they're trying to make
2: that. scream for for the next group of people but and i think oh, that oh, what's cool is like people acknowledge how then great kill the off courtney cox like. then kill her. yeah that's a that's a big problem with this movie that i really didn't even think about until now That, like, oh, my God, they said that she's recovering in the hospital, and then we didn't even see her at the end. What the fuck?
3: And I think you can do that without, I don't know, I don't want to say betraying is such a strong word, but, like, with getting away from the core tenets of the movie. Like, the entire franchise is about, you know, taking the piss out of slasher movies and other types of horror And even in Five, they do the whole like, well, what's wrong with elevated horror? You know, they have that kind of wink and a nod to that sort of different, you know, subgenres that have come out of horror over the years. And I think they've made that transition also where they stopped talking about the Woodsboro killings and started talking about the Stab movies instead and having those be the source of people's kind of knowledge of what happened instead of people who were directly there. So you have that degree of separation. I think you can go out. It just, this one felt, kind of ham-fisted and and super ridiculous like there were just and they're all kind of ridiculous
2: i mean they were a year apart you think it was rushed
3: i would say that they probably could have baked this one a little bit yeah. longer i think having the conveniently abandoned place again where all of these artifacts Gigantic were place. held, where it's like really come on like that and again that's in, like in manhattan the terror of scream is being in a place that is confined, that you feel safe, except for the fact that somebody's trying I, to kill I you. I like
2: the Samara Weaving cameo at the beginning. That was cool. I don't even know what you're talking about. The, the chick at the beginning, she's in um Ready or Not. Uh, she's in a couple horror movies. Oh, that yeah, was yeah, her? Really like her? Yeah, that was, that oh, was fun. Okay. Like, she, I feel like she is, you know, her and now, I guess, Jenna Ortega are kind of the two new scream the queens. The current screen right? queens. Do
3: you think yep.
1: she's ever had a bowl of pasta?
3: No fucking She's chance. looked at it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she does. She's really.
2: drinking... Vodka martinis at that she bar. Doesn't over, I guarantee. She
3: does not overeat. Um, I mean, I don't even want to give it a score necessarily. Here, look,
1: I look, I can start. I just I would like to throw this out to okay, the audience because I don't want to make you guys uncomfortable. If if you want to under, if you want to know why Scream can't be in Bedford Falls or wherever it is anymore and why it has to be in New York, send me a DM and I'll explain mm-hmm. it to you. Okay, let's give it a rating. That's fine with me. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'll be honest. Bedford I Falls. this movie has I'd been it's been like. Less than 24 hours since I walked out of the theater. It's been a three and a half in my head. Oh. But we talked about this, and I think this is the the rare time that I... You would I'm recommend like, I gotta change
1: this. Scream 6 to something? The rare time? I think
2: after a conversation, yeah. yeah.
1: No, I think sometimes... I think it's talking about the Halloween kills... The Halloween kills effect. phenomenon. Yeah. Sure, Where sure. You, you, get, you get... The rager goes back down. The prior <laughs> ends, and then you fucking... Yeah. <laughs> the uh, weed... I know. wasn't... Well, I'm on medication now. I wasn't during
0: Halloween,
2: too. <laughs> um... I think it's a three. I, I think there's enough. There's plenty to like about this movie. Yeah, there there are fundamental pieces of it that I think don't work. And if you're looking for, honestly, yeah, what what is promised to you with the title of Scream, it fails to meet in a couple of those different areas. I think the Courtney Cox the Courtney Cox stuff is the worst part of this movie because it's. It, you want to talk about where it's too long? Like there's there's probably 30 minutes of Gale Weathers, and you could cut all that shit out and. Kirby Kirby could do what Gail Weathers Yeah, I does agree. And mm-hmm. she should have been like. And taken it should up have been the... just
1: her. Yeah, she just doesn't feel. It Also, it didn't feel like. I'm
3: an investigative reporter.
1: And then she's able to figure out where that. We can find out that Kirby isn't trying to kill them, and then, like, this FBI agent can't figure out where yeah. this warehouse is, but the. You know the hard copy journalists can't. It, it felt like the people that wrote this movie were. They said you've got to have Courtney Cox in this movie. They're like, yeah, okay, we'll figure something like out. S- yeah,
0: I
2: think I think she's the worst part of it. I think I I like Kirby in Scream Four. Uh, it's cool to see her come back and seem to be pretty into doing a a new you know the grown
1: up version of this teenage character sure. and little unbelievable that she would be a. I mean, if you read about like what it takes to become an FBI agent, that not only she became an FBI <laughs> agent, but she's washed <laughs> out by the time thirty rolls around. It's kind of tough to swallow that as well. I also don't like the people. The, the main criticism I see of Courtney Cox is her appearance. And I'm like, I, you know, people age. And that's yeah, going fuck, to... fuck you. That, that, that's going that. to fucking happen. Yeah. And I understand that she's maybe tried a little too hard to combat it with plastic surgery. But fuck off. Like, that's that that shouldn't be part of the conversation we're having here. The character didn't fit in this movie. That was the biggest problem.
2: Yeah, that, and, and, and so I think that's, that's its biggest flaw. I think there's enough of it that works for me. Uh, I think... When, when the movie's on and when you're getting these, these scenes of Ghostface coming after the characters, the tension is as good as it's been, in, I think, consistently across the franchise. And I think I'll, I'll be back for the next one and see what, what else they have to do. I, what, what's cool about this is that I feel like we, we're always kind of ready for something. It, they can go in any which direction and... Sometimes it'll work. Sometimes it doesn't work. I mean, Scream Three doesn't really work.
3: It's way I, more enjoyable like than this one was. I, I actually like really like, but three.
1: I, I
2: think it doesn't. A lot of it doesn't work. Just like a lot of this doesn't no. work. So I'm what forgiving. Part doesn't work? I'm forgiving of it. It the, the 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 meta in Scream Three is I think the, the worst.
1: The part the, where they the get franchise. to the mansion in Scream Three is a thousand times better than the part where they get to this fucking fun house in this movie. Where they're finding the secret passageways and all that shit—I don't know, man. I would disagree, but I, there also has been twenty years of me being able to go back and watch all those
3: movies over and over again. I'm so. going to
2: call this—I'm going to call this a three.
1: All right, fair enough.
3: I feel weird giving it the same score as 65, but it feels like a two and a half because I think mm-hmm. the first half of it was three and a half, but the last half of it was one and a half at best. Um, I kind of disagree with Dottie on like I'm looking forward to more I think I've had enough scream at this point unless the core four is uh no longer part of if they're the if they're the central figures of this franchise moving forward I'm just gonna wait till most of them are if it's just the two sisters I
2: I like them playing off of each
3: other I really think that the missed opportunity to have Sam turn into a killer in this one and I mean she did become a killer but not like not the way you, yeah they're not, setting it up And that i think that kind of bummed me out so now it's like they're sort of the star-crossed sisters that didn't even know each other for a half a decade but now they're you know inseparable because they've been through trauma which i guess makes sense but it's also just kind of like eh, eh, i don't know it's hard for me to really get behind that group um and so i think i'm unless there is some sort of groundbreaking new territory for them to cover in the next one I'm I'm kind of just I'll wait it out and see it uh, I'll see it at home but I'm not gonna go to the theater for it
1: it's sad to me to say that too because scream has garnered so much trust for me personally like as a franchise yeah. it is the most I can't think of a more consistent horror franchise over the years.
3: And to Dottie's point, he said, you know, there's, there's only so much you can do with the meta. There's only so much you can do with X, Y, and Z. And maybe they have just exhausted that, at least from my perspective, maybe you and I have already things that I'm fond you of. You
1: and I have already given two better solutions to the end of that movie that would have been way better off. Either you have Matthew Lillard or you have the protagonist turn into the fucking killer. And then... You leave that as a cliffhanger for the next movie and then Jenny Ortega becomes the protagonist and she's going up against her sister and then you, you figure something else out. We could have booked this thing way better. <laughs> and that goddamn subway scene was so goddamn long <laughs> and the acting was so bad. And the, the lights dialogue, kept going out. Wasn't it tense? <sighs> um, I don't know what to do. I, I I can't give it like a fucking truly agreed. I, I, d- just for full disclosure, I left in the middle of the, the end scene and I just didn't come back because it, it was so disappointing for me. Personally, I'm going to give it a two, just because it's a two. I mean, I've, we've seen some truly awful movies,
3: and I, I don't know. I, if it compelled you to get up and walk out, yeah. that's... It, the yeah.
1: third Halloween movie that we just watched is a million times worse than this movie. Absolutely. That is one of the mo- most horrific things I've seen. And Halloween has disappointed me way more times than Scream has. Here's,
2: here's my monthly check-in, by the way. Still haven't seen it.
1: <laughs> I, I really wish you would, just so we could talk about I, it. I respect that, though, that I'm you so, didn't get suckered in. It's... it's, it's it's like they
3: decided they hated their fans. If I'd, gone, to, if I'd paid money to see that in a theater, I would have yeah. I would have written a stern letter to the production company. Like, you need to refund me.
1: Halloween Kills was so bad, and it is so much better than the third Halloween movie. Because at least Halloween Kills is Michael Myers just murking people. For It's not good, but th- this movie didn't feel like they
3: were angry at their fans. Correct. And the third it, Halloween It did. just felt like they might not yeah. have the right ideas i'll give it
1: a two it's very disappointing and i'm being very critical because i i have all the franchise in such a steam okay
2: all
1: right piss break yeah let's piss <laughs> uh we're gonna piss and then there's uh, there's pizza pizza back there and oh then, uh, hell yeah oh yeah we got two fun ones uh coming up at least i hope you boys feel the same way uh hard, hard hard times at the el royale and then um <laughs> uh, uh crosby stills and nash yes and crosby stills and nash we'll get to both of those next <laughs> yeah. Bathroom breaks kick ass. So I'm not sure if there are still any available, but just in case, go to uh, ChadDukesShow.com and click the Shop tab and pick up your Fortress Film Society oh, yeah. t-shirt. I want to make sure we sell all of them out. That would be tremendous. One of the better pisses. Yeah, fuck you
2: if you don't buy one. Oh, yes, yes. Fucking-
1: dick i agree with all of these wow. i agree with that sentiment i wish there was that uh, righteous indignation about the end of scream six but we can <laughs> agree to disagree um great piss and then uh what i'm i'm the first time it's ever happened the entire audience got up with us
3: yeah it was a field trip
1: yes to trundle down to the uh <laughs> the water closet and then whoever used the shitter didn't flush the toilets which is oh. a huge oh, do no So I'm not going to call anybody out, but man, if we could fucking figure out a way to get our waste down the turlet, that would be tremendous.
3: I mean, I assumed that everyone was going to be Ooh. using both facilities during sure. the entire break and that the last person would end up taking care well, of business. Would
1: think, you would think.
3: Uh, Big will not on the other
1: side of that spectrum to uh, Corey Rita for getting the grilled... Pepper Jack Chick Fil A sandwiches, no tomato, double pickle, and this oh my is God. something I never heard of: double spicy fucking Jack cheese oh. on top of that bad oh, boy nice. as well. Which, yeah, that's the way to go.
2: I feel like if you order on the <sighs> app, you can customize like to the to the to the smallest degree. Is that Maybe, a Corey? Thumbs up. They yeah. want you to be happy. They yeah. want you to it.
1: enjoy your food. All right, boys. Uh, we have two. Uh, two movies I'm very excited to speak to you both about in Hard Target and Hickey and Boggs. Where would you like to start?
2: Let's do uh, Simon and Garfunkel.
1: Which one do you want? Hickey and Boggs sounds like the... You sure? Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Hickey and Boggs from 1972. 67% with only 6 reviews from the critics. Only 58% from the audience, which... Felt a little low to Mm me. Uh, As we mentioned at the beginning of the show, Walter Hill wrote this movie. Look him up. He wrote The Warriors, uh, a bunch of movies we've already watched here. Uh, We like him. Uh, It was directed by Robert Culp, who was Bill Cosby's co-star in I Spy. This movie was made after that. Um, Pairing these two, again, Cosby kind of stood on a fucking... Uh, Boldy pulpit and said, "I'm not doing this unless Robert Kolb can um, can direct this bad boy." It was produced by Faoud Saeed, I believe, who produced uh, across 110th Street, which we just reviewed on the uh, the Fortress Film Society. And this is a, uh, a neo noir, I believe, because the first noir period was the 40s and the 50s, 40s, 50s and yeah. mm-hmm. this was kind of. I think they were making movies like this, but basically, people don't know what that means. It's the traditional movie is blue, you know, black hat, white hat, good guy trying to overcome hero's quest. This is ain't nobody going to be happy at the end of this fucking
3: thing. Generally. Yeah. Mean spirited.
1: Mean spirited, but also probably a little bit closer to real life. Yeah.
3: Yeah. It's,
1: then, you know, Conan the Barbarian.
3: Yeah, it's kind of, um, it's the protagonist usually, I think one of the descriptions I saw is the protagonist ends up being caught in the middle sure. of something that they weren't expecting they have, as opposed yeah. to being the person on a quest.
1: All your friends aren't going to make it. Uh, sometimes the bad guys are relatable. I mean, this is a lot. The 110th Street movie, like, mm-hmm. you know, is a perfect example of that, I think. Mm-hmm. Big was
2: Lebowski it? is a great example. Too. Yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. Fair I enough. would say,
1: so was it uh, Fistful of Dollars? A Dirty Harry is a bunch of those fucking Dirty, Dirty Harry, Harry Magnum for sure. Force. Those yeah. are all like that. This felt very much to me Magnum forty fours aside, like he was heavily influenced by that. Uh, when did Dirty Harry come out? Dot? Do you mind looking that it's up like real quick? 72, seventy two. Because this came out in 70, Same general 70, vicinity. Seventy three, maybe. I, I want to so say seventy three. I'm saying seventy three. Hang on. If this predates Dirty Fuck. Harry, that would be no. an incredible thing. It doesn't. Seventy one. Yeah, Dirty I Harry so. seventy one. The forty four Magnum know. stuff is really. We we talked about the poster goat last uh episode where yeah the really awful tagline that has nothing to do with this
3: movie (laughs) i think that's the bummer i kept waiting for them to just shoot until they hit something Anything. anything yeah that's awful
1: um i will preface this by saying i know what this is going to sound like uh i have been a huge bill cosby fan my whole life i wrote a paper in first grade, about how my role model was Bill Cosby, and uh, it means a little bit something different. That is now. a statement hey, that yes, you know,
2: I you, got no, no no judgment, man. I it's took a, well, no,
1: but that's a
3: statement you definitely
1: want to put context. I used it's to fun. listen to yes. Lost
2: Profits. It's all good. I
1: took a lot. I still do. I, I took a lot of shit for that too, because everyone else wrote that their dad was their, their hero, and you know the boss man. Um, <laughs> you wrote that your dad was your hero, and everybody essay? else in my class did. It's a, a fucking every a, a, a fucking everybody tweet. else. I completely
3: agree. <laughs> Uh, but Bill Cosby himself, I've watched it a billion times. Oh, my God. It it still stands up as far as it's, comedy is concerned. Uh, I know. Again, th- this is. it sounds like, like we're standing. Qualified, right. We're not monsters. Like if, yeah, separating if, no, art from the dude, artist. It's fine. Well, yeah.
2: if, if we can sit here. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't How great that. is Chinatown? Chinatown, one of the best movies yeah, ever fucking made. Fucking
1: fantastic. And by the way, on this list of top 10 neo-noir movies that I sent around to you guys that I'm hoping we check out. Um, That's probably the best example. I got to start with this. I, Cosby. Is a fantastic actor, and I think that gets lost because oh Theo with the pudding pops and stick them in Vanessa's cooter and like <laughs> that whole fucking deal. And that's, then, and that's then he,
3: actually uh, unedited footage from behind the scenes that's come out in court in the last decade or so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is
1: uh, this is his movie, and he is. There's a scene in this movie where his chick dies, and he's fucking oh, s- and he's fucking sitting there, and he's not saying a word. Nope, and he's just looking just off brooding. in the distance, and there's like. The tear doesn't fall, but it's welling up in the bottom of his eye, and I'm like, God damn, this guy is the comedian of his generation. He does. He figured out a way to do it without cursing, and he's this good of an actor. And then we get Vengeful Cosby. It was. I. I it went back, and I wish I could say it wasn't. God damn it, I wish he could not fucking put pills in chicks' drinks, because I'd like to be able to still be enjoying We'd him. Like without would like to being, celebrate him.
3: We'd like to admire the mural, uh, yes, yeah. yeah. Chili Bowl. I mean, some some would say that <laughs> him being a great actor is one of the reasons that things stayed under wraps uh, yeah, as long right. as you're, they you're did. Probably it's right just, about it. He had this public persona, and it's it's hard not to see something that he's done and not have that in the back of your yeah. mind. Or at least,
1: I the, the one thing I thought about it was I got to come in here and I want to talk really nicely nice about his performance because I've never seen this, and it's, I'm going to have to qualify it 85 yeah. times, and that's.
3: I mean, we still laugh at the Naked Gun, but you know, OJ Simpson. Yeah, but so, I'm, that's
1: that's revol- is that
3: less is that less insidious?
1: I would I think so because OJ Simpson
3: is the trial
1: of like a fucking lifetime and. and, and Bill Cosby's thing was like, it played out a very weird way and all those charges were happening. And then Hannibal Burris was the one that kind of brought light
3: to it, even though all those Apparently people Apparently it was known for some time. Yeah, it was that whole, like, we all know, but we're not just gonna, we're Hannibal, just not going to say anything. Hannibal
2: Burris was involved in that?
3: He's, he's the guy that ruined Cosby.
1: Well, I mean, Cosby's the guy that ruined Cosby. Yeah, I don't he, remember that. He oh, did yeah. It in, yeah. His yeah. routine. He's the one that he said. He did the bit because Bill Cosby doesn't like rappers cursing or sagging the pants. And he literally said in his stand-up, you rape women, Bill. Like you, there's a you can go watch oh it. God. It's I, fucking brutal.
2: I'm s- sorry if I sound like completely out of touch. I I guess I don't remember that at yeah. all.
3: There's actually a really I don't want to say like gripping documentary. uh Like let's talk about Cosby. I know. I've I think seen, it came I've out on Showtime there, yeah. like yeah. last year. Okay. It's it's actually fascinating upsetting but also it's just it's riveting like the yeah. entire time uh,
2: that, that stuff is the the that oj made in america documentary is yeah. incredible
1: i don't, i'll still watch nordberg and laugh with my teeth out yeah, when sure. he's stuck under the bus and uh I and saw, i will still say huh
3: whenever somebody asks me something and i don't quite hear them, and i will so. listen to bill cosby 200
1: miles an hour uh <laughs> on a weekly basis there's a scene in here there's not a lot of funny for cosby in this but
3: there's, there's not a lot of funny on purpose, at least There's, in this entire thing.
1: There is one part where uh, where Robert Colt comes out of the bar and he goes, "Can you see?" And he asks him like <laughs> two or three times because he's so fucking drunk. It reminds
2: me of like like when they're really fucked up in the wire coming out yeah, of the bar, like yeah, kind of the same energy.
1: Yeah, um, I I I won't I won't I'll go first. I love this movie. I I, I thought it was. Really good. It's very hard for me again to get myself out of the era because I've said it a million times. The music, the fucking, the the grittiness of it, the cars, the cars, the the fact that, the fact that his Thunderbird blew up and he went back and bought another beat up shitty (laughs) seventies. I just, I love that. um, Everything about this, it's a little too long, and some Mm -hmm. of the plot. The plot is so basic that I shouldn't have been as confused as I was. Okay, thank you for saying saying that
3: because when you say the plot's so basic, I was like. Oh no, am I that? Am I much dumber than I thought I was? Because it was, I wasn't 100% sure who was
1: trying to do what and yeah, why. Ever. And I didn't know. And the big Hispanic guy, who I, I had no idea what his role was until the end, when you're like, oh, he was the brains behind this whole fucking thing. Like, right. I don't know how
3: I missed that. But he used to be in the organization.
1: Yeah. And then he's like trying to save his chick and he throws the money. I'm like, so is he, am I supposed to be on his side? Because again, Neo Noir, I don't know who the good guy the bad guy is. Um, I don't know. I just really liked it. I liked the whole world. I liked how dirty it was. I liked how they kept getting into shit. They kept getting, and the fucking, you know,
3: we're going to bust you guys down. Like, I love that fucking trope. Vincent Gardena is a a treasure, by the way. James
1: Woods, by the way. Young James Woods. Yeah, baby James Woods. Yeah. There was so much for me to like. I love Bill Cosby's green sport jacket. Um, the shootout in the the fact that they went to a rams falcons game yeah and then and then a, a
3: baseball game at chavez yeah. ravine like they had they had vintage football and vintage baseball in the same movie and i my, guess yeah. clearance rights were much cheaper and my back favorite then. falcons
1: uniform of all time is in this fucking movie the blue and white no 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 i mean i'm the rams. sorry the, the, the rams the, the red helmet with the yeah. red jersey and the black uh the the the, the blackbird um yeah the, the the final showdown where they're flying a helicopter over and a plane it's like all right we got money to burn even though i fucking read that they dropped the budget for this movie
3: in half wow it was 2.1 million they slashed it to a million so they only had money for the helicopter i
1: mean they must have just yeah, had a bunch of it. money at the end of this movie and said all right let's run a bunch of fucking aircraft
2: <laughs> well that's what I, I wonder like there are certain parts of this movie when, when like they're meeting on what seems to be like the edge of a a building the patio, that's falling off but it's of a absolutely fucking absolutely falling apart. Yeah, yeah, I just, yeah, I'm yeah. like, is this a set or did they just find some fucking house that's <laughs> falling apart? <laughs>
3: and like the rebar is exposed <laughs> yeah, from it, the concrete. it, and it yeah. looks awesome. Yeah, like, it wasn't so out good. over the
2: beach too. Yeah. it was like hanging yeah. off a cliff with it's like the ocean hanging, right like, there. You're, you're, like overlooking like like the, like the boulevard.
3: There's supposed to be a railing here, right? Something. Like, yeah, that's it's awesome. It's very similar. It actually freaked me out a little bit when they were standing that close to the edge, kind of like the rooftop and across 110th Street. Yeah, like no no please get back from the edge please you're too valuable
1: to this and it's yeah. funny the most horrific scene in this movie and i one that i actually got i was kind of disturbed by is when cosby's uh ex has died and he's there trying to be with the kid and the, the grandmother's like screaming at him about what a horrible... you know who that
3: was uh uh-uh. that was wheezy was it really was wheezy jefferson it was Fuck isabel sanford here. yeah i didn't recognize her that young. i heard her voice and i was like wait a second and
1: <laughs> i had to go and check it See, out. i didn't and if i would have it probably would have taken me out of it but um it was just awful, and like for the, the kid, like has that weird conniption. You are like, well, your mom's dead, and now your dad's being emasculated. and Your fucking grandma's pissed, and it's just awful. Um, uh, Cosby's smoking in this is fucking amazing. Like whenever he would take that little cigarillo out or whatever, that was and just mm-hmm. throw it in his fucking mouth. All the smoking is great. I love
3: smoking. I just yeah. I wish everyone in movies I love would watching smoke. people smoke. I don't want to smoke. I don't I smoke love, either. I, love yeah.
1: smoking. I wish everyone in the movies would smoke. Babies, yeah, movies. Pregnant women. When I don't
3: them. have to encounter the
1: smoke. Yeah, all right, go. Yeah, you're a square. I, I hate smoke. All right, you've said it a couple of times. It's a movie. We didn't have to smell it. Um, yeah, it was
3: great. It, it almost was, could, though.
1: When he fucking, when he finally convinces him, when he he, he plays the rage card, he's like, "Oh, well, I'm going to go out there and get these guys myself. And it's like, well, you can just sit there all you want. All right, I'll sit and drink with you. He plays every card he fucking can to try to get Bill Cosby to come back out with him. And then eventually he's just sitting there, and Cosby sees that his fucking shadow has it left, and he just decides to go with him. And then Robert Culp runs out of the bar. That whole there's a bu- there's two or three exchanges in this movie that I just thought were uh, were really good.
2: Yeah, uh, there's a lot there's a lot working for this movie, man. And uh, similar to Across One Hundred and Tenth Street, had never heard of it, like right. it was not on my radar. And I'm so fucking glad that I watched this. Like same deal, I I. I don't want to like repeat too much of what I said on the last episode, but I'm reaching out to so many people like, Hey, have you even heard of this? Yeah. movie, Dude, like watch it right now. Like, I'll send you $3 to rent this movie, (laughs) and uh, by the way, watch it on a smaller screen, kind of like the Fish That Saved Pittsburgh standard deaf transfer. Fair, (laughs) fair. Big big TV makes it a little hard to see.
3: Although, no free plugs, but it's in HD on Apple TV. Is it really? I'm so
2: pissed when Goat Goat told me that he got it in HD on Apple. How about you share
1: the
3: wealth, Goat? I know, I immediately apologize. Dottie, because I didn't realize it was not in HD. Dottie goes... If I have to watch another 30-plus-year-old movie in a standard definition transfer, it's I real said, tough. oh, crap, dude, I should have sent up the flare. There's and a so- Blu-ray of this movie.
1: And also, <laughs> it, it, oh, really? it apparently in the 80s became like a, uh, uh, it, I don't want to say like Super Troopers, but... Do you remember like when Empire Records and kids and movie like that? They would get on college campuses and they would be. I don't like it either. Yeah, but so they became bigger. <laughs> after, this was the first of one of those. Oh, okay. Where it kind of lived on college. Had a little campuses bit of a cult a following. While. I love that. I gotta read the slug lines again because we didn't read the first part. This is what it says on the movie poster. They're not cool, slick heroes. Accurate. They're worn, tough men, and that's why they're so dangerous. They hold their 44 magnums with two hands and keep firing until they hit something. Sure. Dot, 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 anything. (laughs) I would say that's the opposite of what they do. Yeah. The first
3: part, accurate.
1: Did you like the gimmick where he goes, are you going to wear that? And they just carry their 44s around in handkerchiefs?
3: (laughs) I fucking love that.
2: absolute, like, just... Exhausted, you know, burnt out. We don't fucking care about anything anymore, policemen, detectives. Well, it's and, awesome. And
3: that's the thing. I guess they did they, they used to be cops and then they turned into private investigators. It seems like, like the that.
1: familiarity they had with the police force.
3: And and I think that's one of the things about Noir is the detectives are usually not really the cream of the crop. They're sure. not they're sought out by somebody to be pawns. And as that unfolded, I was more and more fascinated. When we saw, was it Mr. Rice? Mm-hmm. When we saw him later, and he had only met Hickey, and when he met Boggs later, and I was like, oh, I see. So he's been playing kind of both sides against the middle in order to get that money for himself. So that sort of kind of, that was one of the things that actually fell into place as I was putting the puzzle together in my mind. And it was really kind of cool.
2: I know it's a big ask, but I really Wish you guys would revisit Night Moves after we've watched a couple of these, you know, 70s noir, just like gritty crime movies, because I think they fall right in bed with Night Moves. I don't even and remember what, what is Night Moves That was the, the Gene Hackman Hinckman private investigator movie from the 70s that
3: moved really slow, that oh, had the incredibly God, was awkward so sex scene. Yeah, i was yeah. saying,
2: like, I think revisiting it Could while you, be. one, what you're because I, I think you guys are in the mood because I was a lot higher on that than you two were, and I think that this. Movie and the last couple that we've watched have put us in the mood. I think revisiting it might be in your favor. Is that the one
1: time. where there's a plane drive by at the very at the very end? Yeah, yeah. yeah okay, I remember that. All right, maybe you're right. I remember being bored to tears. But a lot more happens in this movie
3: than in that one.
2: But there's more like yes, yeah, shootouts. There's more action as opposed to what I feel like just like narrative driven. I thought
3: stuff. I thought um, Michael Moriarty's character was going to be a little bit more of a problem. As far okay. as the resolution was concerned, I didn't. Kn- I thought he was going to become like a free agent sure. and do his own thing instead of just being. Oh no! I'll just I'll just be the guy who comes in and fixes the problem for for the big bad.
1: Another part that I appreciated about this is that there's some. We watched up across 110th Street, and I, I'm not easily offended. I think, as you guys know, but there's some there's some intriguing language choices, and, and it like, just it does for whatever it's, it's reason. It's brutal. It's tough. In this movie, I read that Walter Hill did not write this for Black Guy, White Guy. He just wrote it. And because of that... I don't think they focus on the fact that Bill Cosby is quote-unquote the black guy. I think it's mentioned once by the Hispanic dude at yeah, the end Yeah, just to it.
3: describe somebody, yeah. It
1: was refreshing because it's just like these are just two private eyes. and yeah. They're both getting treated. Like when they do something, they're either both treated as a – and I just found that to be especially in the early 70s where like, God damn, you know, we, we viewed race differently and, and people that weren't white were treated differently in this country. Like I understand all that and the movies can reflect that, but – it was kind of refreshing to not encounter that in this movie when I thought it would have been very obvious if that would have taken place. There's, I don't know, it's, I guess it's a little too long. The end where Cosby's out of rounds and he just like motions back and and he just gets handed the forty-four. <laughs> Dude, that's, yeah. I mean, that's
2: a, and I'm so glad I didn't watch the trailer until afterwards. Right, that's a big trailer it's in moment. the trailer. Oh and man, when, when that happened while I was watching it, I was like, oh my god, like this yeah. is so fucking cool. Uh, I think that there's like. Some Michael Mann shit in this. movie. I agree. There's there's a lot of that, like you know that that like hard, intense, like very realistic action. Um, there's not a lot of like fluff to it. It's it's very procedural at times, and um, we're just kind of moving. We're not being guided through this movie. Not there, at there's all. There's a lot of moments where you're like, hang on, what who. Why are they doing this? Who's the good guy here? That's a lot of Miami Vice. Yeah, and I—I I mean, sure, I'm going to bring every movie back to that. But I—I I, <laughs> I love Miami Vice. But, but like, dude, like, I think that there's—I—I I, I wouldn't be surprised if we got him in a room and he says, "Yeah, I love this movie."
3: How about the trunk full of dudes at the beach? Uh, There there was another guy
1: (laughs) in the trunk. That's when they all got laid out. Amazing.
3: And by the way,
1: what a fucking anticlimactic series of events. Like, hey, I brought 13 dudes. Oh, they're all dead. (laughs)
3: It's like, like, all right, we'll all get out one at a time. Pow, 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 and they're done.
1: The name of this movie in Spanish is El Rastro de un Suave Perfume. And it's available on Blu-ray on Amazon right I now. I see.
3: <laughs> uh, is it
1: Region One? <laughs> uh, I don't know. You know what? I'll look it up, and if it is, we're all getting a copy in Spanish. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, then I don't feel the goat like this movie as much as you and I did. Dots.
3: I might not have. I mean, Dotson. I I I don't know exactly. I mean, I guess in the scores that'll be borne out. Okay. Um, just, I mean, you just give it?
1: judging by what you know, I'm here. Say, say it
3: right now. What I would give, give it me. a three and a half. Okay. okay. That's, I better. Think it that's mo- better than I thought, actually. It, it, it moved a little bit slower than... I, I think it's one of those ones that, like, when I first finished it, I was kind of like, huh, hmm. huh. But the more I think about it and recalling the moments that actually stood out to me, the nitpicking about some of the gaps in knowledge, I guess you could say, that's just mean, maybe not paying close enough attention as I was watching it. And you, I feel like I could watch this again and enjoy it just as much. It's
2: 1973. Too. Like, this is made before so many other movies that we would use as, like, models yeah. for this type of movie.
3: I might have also been distracted by some of the faces because there are a lot of, you know, oh, my God, it's uh, that. Who is that guy? Yeah. Oh, my God, it's that guy. Like, the fact that, you know, Robert Mandan is actually the big bad and he mm-hmm. was the philandering dude on soap. You know, like he's like, a, he's a, he's a staple of such seven, a go, such a goat. What, sentence. What he's a staple of seventies television. And so that in my brain right. is who that guy is. So seeing him as the bad guy, you know, I can get past that the next time I watch sure. this. Yeah. Is like-
1: the briefcase full of thousand dollar bills, a MacGuffin? No. Is Mary Jane a MacGuffin? maybe closer than the
3: briefcase yeah i, I th-
2: hate i hate the i hate my
3: i understand though. but well, I because ultimately they i would say mary jane might be she was of no consequence the but, briefcase is what they were all it, there's money in there and they were right. all after it like so there's a reason as opposed to just something to drive things along
2: mary jane reminded me more of um god what's his name harry have you seen the third man uh, with with uh... Jack White's record label? No, no, no. The third man with fucking Orson Welles? Orson Wells. Yeah. Carol Harry Carol Carol Keener is the director. Yeah. Harry yeah. Nile. Yeah. Like she reminded me of Harry Nile, where it's just like this like name, this figure that you're kind of seeing like all throughout the movie. Say. And yeah, Kaiser Soze is another, another great
3: example. Yeah. Like, A little more relatable.
1: Have you seen the third man? <laughs> no. Probably Dude, it's not. Awesome. It's, it's awesome. It's Very old. I, I be- it's really I good. I believe you, but no one's seen that. <laughs> yes, you'll you'll like it. I mean, I'd watch it, but just don't stop saying it like you're fucking saying <laughs> Ghostbusters. That's what's annoying me about this conversation. It's a very famous movie. You say it like it's Pete Venkman and Ray Stans for God's sake. It's not. <laughs> um, it's tough for me to rank this because it's at least a three and a half because I'm definitely recommending everybody watch it. I don't. I don't know if. I mean, what's Magnum Force? Uh,
2: I really like Magnum Force. It's fucking great. <laughs> but if
1: Magnum Force, I don't think it's a four and a half. I think it's probably a four. And if that's a four, then is this a three? And- I don't know if you can rank movies that way. I'm going to feel comfortable giving it a a 3.5 just because I don't want to go crazy with these movies because there's so much about them that I just intrinsically like that I don't want to start giving them all fours. Um, I definitely would say if, if you like the kind of gritty noir early 70s movies this is tragically overlooked nobody talks about this movie it doesn't it's like it doesn't exist maybe some of that's cosby maybe some of that's the poster which makes no sense and maybe the other part of it is they're carrying mag. if they just would have not been carrying magnum 44s yeah i don't think it would have felt as much like they were borrowing from mildly derivative it's
2: almost almost like drop zone like you're just being overshadowed by other movies of the time that got bigger press like like uh point break versus drop zone Dirty Harry versus Hickey and boss. You know what I was
1: thinking about drops on the other day? Is that it's not even the best Wesley Snipes plane movie. I mean, Passenger 57 <laughs> is arguably the biggest movie, so it's hard like,
3: here's another plane movie with fucking sure. Wesley Snipes. Um... Oh, and just to correct, it's not Harry Nile, it's Harry Lime. I just wanted to make okay. sure. well, I you know, guys yeah. were yeah. saying yeah. a lot of crazy shit there. I'll it's a good
2: a movie. Ago, you, guys, so.
1: you, you would like it. I don't, I don't it. Well, then pick it. H-
2: it Hickey Boggs also a three and a <laughs> half for me. Uh, I, I think it's awesome. Uh, I'm think I I I'm, I'm glad you brought up a movie like Magnum Force. I was really trying to think of other movies sure. from this era just, just kind of like it and like what I would give them. I mean, I gave Across 110th Street a four. And I think that still has, you know, the edge over a movie like this. So, uh, a three and a half, but a strong three and a half and something that's definitely worth revisiting and making sure that other people have seen.
1: If you look at the posters for the Dirty Harry movies, uh, Sudden Impact, The Enforcer, Deadpool, all of them, they it, look exactly the same. They look exactly the same, but it's also, <laughs> it's what they were going for, for the poster sure. of this oh, movie yeah. too, with the... Anyway, um, all right, good. I'm glad we all like that. That was a bit of a big. Also, next we can do Mother Love and Jugs, which is another great uh, '70s fucking Bill Cosby movie. <laughs> am I writing that one down?
2: I don't that know. Would serious. Just do me
1: a favor. <laughs> Google the poster real quick and take a look at it. I think it's going to make you happy. <laughs> it's going to make everybody happy. They that, drive an ambulance. And... Are you sure
2: that's not a Red Hot Chili Peppers album? It's very close.
1: <laughs> it's very close. Also, some adult films I've watched have been named that, but uh, no. Oh, no. Jugs is the name of, I believe, Raquel Welch in the uh, in the film. Not very politically correct. Mother no, Jugs no, and Speed? Mother Speed, Jugs and Speed. Yeah. yeah, that's what it is. Whoa. Isn't that a fantastic poster?
2: <laughs> is this like a monster truck ambulance? What is this? You know, it is what it is. Kitzel? Oh, yeah. Wait, Peter Yates. Yes. Oh, I, yeah. Think, yeah. I think he we might movies. have perused this one briefly when we were talking
3: about Hickey and Boggs last yeah. time. Because I saw that the, Larry, Hag- Larry guy, Hagman's yeah. name came through. Might have been through. a copy
1: of this at uh, uh, Commonwealth Video while we were open. This guy <laughs> made a into the stack. Yeah. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you getting about fifteen people to pop big for that goat. <laughs> I was playing your video quite a bit today. <laughs> oh, really? Zap scan line. Yeah, you get played every single time someone donates fifty stars. Nice, so works out great. Well, I'm glad we we all uh, we all enjoyed. Yeah, that awesome film. movie. How did we come across that one again? Just part of the. I think list, I
3: just
2: started or...
1: screaming about it last okay. week, and then uh... but it hadn't been on your radar previously. Had it? No, no, it has. Okay. Because I've always known Cosby was in it, but it always... Uh, I have a I have the Blu-ray of this movie. I own it. I've owned it for years, and I've never fucking watched it. That oh, was that's that's I think I remember yeah, that name. That was the first time I watched that wow. movie. awesome. So. Yeah, I was happy about it. If you guys like a Blu-ray, let me know. I'll acquire one for you. All right. I wouldn't um, be mad. All right, good.
3: I'm never against acquiring a movie <laughs> on optical media. Very you know good. this. And a tangible optical media. Indeed.
1: Hard Target. Oh, Hell yeah. Oh, man. Directed by... John Woo, what's up? Oh, oh we're getting applause already. <laughs> <laughs> applause already for Heart Target, everybody. Fuck um, yeah, dude. A film I have watched as many times as I've watched anything, uh, written by Chuck Farrar, who also wrote what, Dotson? Fight Club. Dark Man. Oh, shit. I love Dark Man. Also wrote Navy Seals. Oh, uh, which is, ooh, ooh, Navy it. Seals. Burner And a little Clerks reference. <laughs> also in this movie, do you know who he played? No. Your bun's dad, who gets fucking murked at the oh, beginning and shot hey. with the fucking arrows. Yeah. I just figured that out myself. Apparently he's I love lived. that. He has lived a fucking life. If you want to look that dude up and see everything that he's done, uh directed by John Woo, starring Jean Claude Van Damme, pre Mission Impossible, John Woo, by
2: I've, the way. I've, yeah. I've seen this movie bounce around for forever. I never knew it was a John Woo movie. I know.
1: It gets overlooked, and as soon as I realized that, I was like, "Holy fuck! How how have I not watched this?" Because Van Dam and I love Van Dam, mm-hmm. but Van Dam was churning out some shit back then. Well, that's oh the yeah, thing. I, I'm not. I am not <laughs> oh, super yeah. well
2: versed in Van Dam. I'm so I know, well versed.
1: Well, I know a lot of them are garbage. <laughs> I
2: felt, not all of them though. I've, See? seen, I've so all right. I've seen Bloodsport. I've Thank seen God. Double Impact. Okay. I've seen. But have you seen Double Team? Yes, with uh, with Rodman. What's the difference yeah, between Double Impact and Double Team, Coward? Double Impact, they're twins. Double Team, I think they're adversaries. Right. Well, you already know
1: way more than you should. By the way, (laughs) Double Impact, the only movie where Jean-Claude Van Damme is envisioning Jean-Claude Van Damme having sex with jean Van Damme's tick while he's getting all pissed off. That shit is so funny. I like that movie a lot, by the way. And (laughs) one of the first scenes I ever remember beating off to.
3: (laughs) Oh my God. It's you know what we just saw one of the rarest things that's ever happened. Was that pure joy I from know, Matt Dalton. I know. <laughs> Can I get some more bourbon? I, I That I mean that was unbridled uh, happiness.
1: Usually it's a, during Christmas in June and he's chugging champagne. That's the yeah. Only time and there's a that.
3: hairy armpit involved and it's you know uh, I love that. None of us had to suffer this time.
1: Oh man, that was fucking. How so many times we're out that VHS tape, boy? I tell you what. Um, thing about this film. What an amazing supporting cast in this film! Yeah, Lance Hendrickson, Arnold Vosloo—I don't Vosloo, remember how to say yeah. his name—Yancy Butler, who again, she was in Drop Zone. I think one of the most attractive women that's ever lived, and
3: receives uh, direct physical damage as well. Again, gets fucking backhanded again,
1: uh, <laughs> and Wilford Brimley, who shows up later, is Uncle DuVernay, who uh, I'm a.
2: Yeah. <laughs> that was the best uncle. That, that was a big what the fuck, by the way, when I, he showed up
3: by the
1: I... with twenty minutes
3: left of the movie. Yeah, yeah. love Wilford Brimley. That Cajun accent. Show! a What little are we doing? in house. I don't know, man. The part where he's like, Oh it's he rides
1: away with the bow and arrow. I fucking pop every time that <laughs> happens. No, yeah.
2: He's not enunciating a word.
3: No. Also great. Also, uh, Sven, the uh, the gentleman from uh, oh. in in um, The Running Man. Oh, the, yeah, the, you're yeah. right. I got the gold skull some steroids. That Thank guy, me. is yeah, so he's amazing, and, and a bunch of Arnold movies. He's one of the guys that Arnold looked out for and got roles for in movies.
1: Fantastic line from Lance Hendrickson. LaFour's and Mallrats. They blow up, <laughs> yes, very much so. And, uh, and and he. by the way, a bit part for him. At one point, he, someone shoots a grenade launcher, and Lance Hendrickson turns to him and goes, You are a fucking buffalo. And like, <laughs> I love that fucking line every single time. I see it. Uh, For those of you that haven't seen this movie, it's uh, you know deadliest game, whatever it is. It's a most dangerous game. Most dangerous game. It's it's people hunting humans only uh it's lance hendrickson's outfit with the mummy as his henchman is his heavy and then uh the chick comes into town looking for her dad he's been killed by them and then john claude van damme misses his boat it decides to take her around louisiana you think the two of them were fucking by the way i would watch a video of that yeah. i would be uh, absolutely of, of,
2: of Hendrickson and, and Voslo? yeah absolutely both <laughs> all, just go down the list like, uh, Wolfer brimley and jcvd all of them was so fucking... emotional when Voslu dies and I'm like, were they fucking? Gonna be uh, so I, also, they could have been gay. Also, they're talking about like going off to the, the Europe mountains together. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm just, and just and putting they, it out there. I'm not, I'm not trying to read years. too far
1: into it. They bicker like an old married couple, yeah, and yeah. this is before that sort of thing would have just been, you know, discussed openly, perhaps during the movie. So I don't know. Um, this fucking movie is so good. I love it. There is so many. There's a scene where there's a dude on top of the Camaro and and JCVD hits him with a spinning fucking heel kick. And oh he yeah! Up. So many great John Woo slow motion pigeons flying. There's so many birds. So many birds. So many birds. And then, uh, my favorite part of the movie is when we decide we don't even need to shoot gas tanks anymore. Anytime someone shoots, something's gonna blow up. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's the John Woo special, man. And and, and Daddy, they were old. Parade floats <laughs> they are made they, of made fucking
3: paper fucking mache. Paper <laughs> They've been sitting there. They're they're wet because they're just down there in the humid. It's just like they're I, just doing their own this thing. This movie, what embodies this
1: movie, is when you think, okay, Jean-Claude Van Damme's got to kill three hundred people, right? So they're mm-hmm. all they're storming into this barn. He's gonna use, you know, some snake plissken shit. Some fucking sure. uh, what is it? Sam Fisher. He's gonna go fucking covert. Yeah, a little CQC. He lowers himself slowly on the back of a giant <laughs> swan. <laughs> Shooting a shotgun <laughs> from 18,000 yeah, exactly. feet away. He comes in like <laughs> Triple H. Like, hey, Triple H WrestleMania entrance. I'm like, oh, it's Cyber Sunday. <laughs> oh, no, wait, that's Jean. It's Chance Boudoir. <laughs> um... That is not practical at all. It's the best. It's the way to kill everyone.
3: Well, I always heard that a uh, shotgun is the best long-range firearm. It's really good for not being up close. It's (sighs) it's very good for... Which
1: they actually reference later in the movie. He chose the wrong weapon. Yeah. (laughs) But no, he didn't earlier when he was 50 yards away and still killing everybody. It's
3: just when you're that far away, you kill everyone you shoot at as opposed to the single person you're trying to shoot at.
1: Those two guys, the mummy and Jean-Claude, are two feet away from each other, just unloading through a glass window. (laughs) Nobody hits shit. Nobody hits a fucking thing. So good. And by the way, he John Wick's before John Wick. He shoots a guy a million times and then hits him with the spinning wheel kick. Oh, yeah.
2: That's what... And that's like John Woo's thing, especially coming from Hong Kong, is like all those Chow Yun-Fat movies that they made together. Mm -hmm. Sure. That is... That's like the the blueprint for John Wick. He do
1: not have the ups that Jean Claude did back then, no. though. No, he I doesn't. Mean, he doesn't I he doesn't have
2: the don't ups, know that but...
3: Chow Yun Fat ever had the no. ups that Jean Claude did. Have you guys Banda seen any did. of
2: those
1: movies? Like yeah, Hard Boiled? Yeah.
2: Ki- I love The Killer.
3: Yeah. yeah.
1: That's what was, great the, was it The Replacement Killers, the Americanized version of that that they brought over here? So. Yeah. That sounds right. Yeah, it's pretty good. I saw that in the theater.
3: That was like, was that uh, Mira Sorvino? Yes, and
1: uh, not Clive Owen, was it? I'm trying to think of who the two replacement killers were. That's not a bad movie. I don't. I haven't seen it. Uh, Look at that real quick. I mean, it's nothing worth
3: Killers, dwelling on, right?
2: 1998.
3: But you had the the upside down Cameron pistol 20, firing at one yes. point. Yeah. Ch- oh,
2: Chow Yun Fat is there. Yeah. You go. Yeah, he's um, in that. Michael Rooker, Danny Trejo. Oh wow.
3: Yeah, yeah. It's
1: it's an American. Mo- I think it's Chow Yun Fat's first English movie. Okay. Is what it was. Oh, and Antoine Fu- Fuqua. So tra- Training
2: Day. Yeah, a bunch of bunch of good shit.
1: Um, yeah, this is a uh, this is fucking great. This movie, uh, it's one of my favorite action movies of the '90s. Uh, I've seen it a thousand times. It is my favorite Jean Claude Van Damme movie, even more than Universal Soldier or Lionheart, or more any than of the the, Bloodsport. Yep, absolutely. Oh, more I, was than Bloodsport. Say, I love Bloodsport. Yeah. I, I, I have seen Universal this is more Soldier, though, By the way, in my well, Universal Soldier's yeah, yeah, a ten. Yeah, yeah, him and Dolph but Lundgren.
2: Like, I think that is those like four or five are the extent of my yeah. Van Damme. movies.
1: Bloodsport is a better movie. This to me is there's nothing. Uh, there's not one moment where I have to sit down and think hard about this movie. I might have
3: the nostalgia filter for both Bloodsport and Kickboxer because okay. I saw both of them in the theater and just enjoyed the living hell out of them and recorded them off of cable and Kickboxer watched them a million times. Kickboxers? Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you love Bloodsport, you'll love Kickboxer. Yeah, it's yeah. basically the same movie. Awesome. You ever yeah. seen The Quest? No. Well, if you love both of those, you'll love The Quest.
1: Hell, yeah. it's just 10 years later, you know, and they, they rip off the plot of Street Fighter, the video game? <laughs> yes. Well, Go, I, was, I was just
2: going to ask. Goat's talking about Van Damme movies. Where do we stand with Street Fighter?
3: Um, Street fighters, <laughs> it, it's great camp. Let me, it's sure,
1: a, but let, me explain, let me. I want to explain this to you. I'm saying this in earnest.
3: The quest is Street Fighter. If it was good, see, and now I'm now I'm, I'm listening. There's I'm a sumo soul.
1: wrestler. I mean, they do the whole thing where it's everybody from different nations. There's a guy doing capoeira, and there's a fucking crazy fucking giant Samoan guy at the end that murders everyone. Say
3: no more. I'm I'm in. Saw in the theater. Next episode,
1: the quest done. All Write right. it down. All, All right. right. <laughs> wait, wait, how many movies do we have now? Hold on. It's uh, only three. Just three. No, no, because we got to watch Moonfall also. Oh, okay, <laughs> Moonfall. All right, now we have four. Now we have four. All right, no more movies. Moonfall. For next one. This is this is the worst fucking fortress film ever that's about to happen. <laughs> Nothing Snake but quality. Guys, something in the dirt. The quest. Goes, moonfall. <laughs> moonfall. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. What about the seventies New
3: Orbit that we were going to do too? I thought we,
1: oh, and we got the book. The book's the next episode. Oh yeah, the
3: book is the next episode. Fucking
1: hell! All right, hold on. Let's pump the brakes. Thick episode. Yeah, it's a very thick episode. <laughs> I, I would watch all these movies anyway in the next two weeks, so it's not that skin off my ass. We, we, we can
2: pick. We can pick two out of the four in the, the read them after, off again. The after show. all right, so we've got Snake Eyes. I really like that. We've got the Quest. Oh, that's a great movie. We've got Moonfall. Oh,
1: the best. And then we've got another <laughs> 70s neo-noir. I thought we were, didn't I suggest one and you, you the suggested m- one? Y- you said The, the mechanic. mechanic. because they made. Oh, The I, Mechanic. I, they remade I, The Mechanic I, with Van Damme with, and Ben Foster. I didn't know that was a remake. They remade it with Statham, too. That's what I meant to say, what I say? Van, Van Damme. Damme. Well, ben Van Damme. Foster, I believe, is the his brother or a bad guy okay. in that movie. They and made Statham a sequel the, to that, too. Yeah, I think it did pretty well. Uh, I didn't know it was a fucking remake, though. Yeah, I, I,
2: I've i never seen. I am well, not up on Charles Bronson's in the fucking mechanic. I mean. I've not seen any Bronson movies yes, besides yeah. like Death Wish and uh, the, the one that we watched last year. Hard times. Yeah. Hard times, yeah. I, by the way, I'm not a Death Wish guy. I, think we've, I don't know yeah, if we've talked right. about that or not. It's fine. Kevin, they're not good. He gets really upset.
1: I know he gets upset. I three is not, three's not good. Yeah, it's not good. A, a lot dude. of nerdy critics say the yeah. same thing. So if you read about the mechanic, they're like, "Oh, Death Wish stinks." The mechanics, the better Bronson film. I'm like, shut the fuck out. Or right.
2: well, like, give. All right, I'll give this a shot. I hope it's okay. Better but than even, Death even Wish. if you don't, I don't like, like If
1: you Wish. don't like Death Wish, dude, then you you do you like Above the Law? I haven't seen it. Oh,
3: fuck. Another one. What are we doing here? <laughs>
1: Every fucking revenge what you, film. Kind
3: of, what are you, some kind of boxer? He oh, used to fight. You know how Great. It is with
1: like <laughs> Kelly LeBrock. He's got the big stupid beard. Fucking. I'm going to tell this to you right now. If. You may not like Death Wish, but every revenge film for the next 25 years was based off of that I, one. I know. All right. John Wick, I, based I, off I, I, I like I
2: like revenge films. I just I don't like Death Wish. I've seen them all. I watched all fucking Why all of them. Why would you watch them all if you don't like them? Because I wanted to see if they would get better, and they didn't. You think they get better if <laughs> they get a five and six? No. Uh, uh, just you know like what? Scream. Death Wish 4, the crackdown, might be the best one when he's fighting the cartel. I'm
1: going to take your word for that. Never spent any time with Death there Wish There
2: we go. 4. Kevin, we're friends again. All
1: right. Um, uh, the hard target. What, we, what did you guys think? And you both had never seen this movie, correct? No, I had not. So like exciting. I' it's been on well, my radar forever. Yeah. I think. So yeah, I finally watched it when uh,
3: Van Damme moved away from strictly hand to hand combat. That man. was when I started to kind of go. Ah, all right, I'll I'll see what 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 we'll see. Expand but, your mind, goat. Right. Well, and now here we are. And I am so glad that I sat down to watch this motion picture. And I'm calling it a motion picture. Oh, Because sure. <laughs> it was delightful. There was... It was... I believe the term I've used in the last few weeks for a lot of things is it was ridiculous, but it was the best kind of ridiculous. Oh, yeah. It was, again, similar to Drop Zone. I enjoyed the living hell out of Drop Zone. I don't... I wouldn't say it was good, but boy, was it fun. And I think there's room for that as far as watching movies is concerned. And there were moments in this where... If I could check out critical thinking for a hot second, I just went along for the ride and really thought it was fantastic. I think whoever said it in New Orleans, where the French slash Belgian accent mm. that Jean Claude Van Damme never shook at any point in his career <laughs> uh, was appropriate, brilliant, deserves a gold star. That was that was in and of itself a masterstroke of of putting that uh, character in the right location, and also they end up reinforcing it when they go. Yeah, why do you think we're uh, we set up shop here in New Orleans? Because the cops are on strike and all hell's breaking loose. It's like you can get away with anything here.
1: Also, the line "Why is your name Chance?" because my mama took one is is a fucking. It's a great (laughs) fucking line. (laughs) And And you know,
2: Schwarzenegger could have delivered that line. Yeah, like it's it rules.
1: So this movie was ninety four minutes. Here's what's the most surprising: sixty percent from the critics, forty nine percent from the audience. Intriguing. What What's in the coming f- out in 93? 93. What in the fuck was the audience looking for? I'm going to
2: look I'm going to look up what Under Siege got cuz that was around the same Under time. Under
1: Siege killed this movie. See, I think this movie is so much better than Under Siege. And I Siege. think Under Siege was a 100 million dollar movie in the fucking theater Oh, this is bullshit. Hang on. That didn't happen for movies oh, like that. Oh fuck this.
2: Under Siege 79% critics, 62% yeah.
3: audience. Under Siege and is I'm, a great movie. I, I'm
2: not I'm not knocking it. I think Hard Target's way better though.
3: <sighs> Under Siege had had boobs though. But it's great. Uh, yeah. Amazingly classic. You know. Coming
2: out of the cake. Maybe. All the lights are off. It's dead silent. Another movie <laughs> I beat off to.
1: <laughs> Under Siege 2, Dark Territory. Lamentable, to say the least. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I still haven't. Yeah. Um,. I'm really surprised. I mean, Tommy Lee Jones in Under Siege alone is fucking yeah. fantastic. I
2: think I think it's I think it's good. I I like Under Siege. I just like they came out at the same time. Carrie Pusey's like, in Under Siege. Seeing like the 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 critical difference both from critics and audience, I think is is I think it's shit because I, God, I think yeah. this movie rules. I 20, think Hard Target fucking rules. What
1: the fuck is twenty five thousand people? Also, it's not like it's a yeah. small sample. Size. I
3: had no idea well, that one of the executive producers for Hard Target was Sam Raimi. you really? Did you,
2: you look into why? No. So
3: this was John Woo's <laughs> Maybe first
2: <I> <laughs> John, John Woo's first Hollywood movie coming over from Hong Kong. Okay. They had no faith in him because he didn't speak very he didn't speak English practically at all. And so Raimi was assigned as executive producer to just kind of, kind of hang his out and and basically it was on the contingency that like if Woo could not finish it, Raimi was just going to come in and finish the job, which I think is like I I get it a little fucking disrespectful because like this guy made amazing movies in China, um, but that is why he's like he's attached to this, and, and that's all the why why we see Ted Raimi for ten seconds in the in the movie, and I think it's cool. I mean, his name popped up in the credits, and I'm like, yeah. oh, even better, even better, yep. John Wu and Sam Raimi works for me,
1: and that's probably why this movie works. There's um, I hate to, do you guys know that I was in a movie?
3: So I, heard I was that. um I heard a rumor. I looked it up online a couple of times, but I didn't want to bring there's it up. It's no to evidence be awkward. that an yeah. actual movie was ever made. Um I when I was when I was speaking to Billy
1: Zane, I, he's in a movie called Posse, which mm-hmm, I, I mm-hmm. love. Uh it is Mario Van Peebles, it is Tone Loke, it Bang, is t- shoot him up. Tiny yeah. Lester, it is uh who's the good uh, Baldwin that's in um Our Usual Suspects. Steven. Yeah, he's in that. And uh it's fucking great. I mean, it's a bad movie, but it's fucking great. And Billy Zane is the bad guy. He's the bad cowboy that's hunting him now.
2: What is this summary, dude? Dude.
1: You ever, 1898 Cuba, five Buffalo Soldiers you haven't helped seen defend posse? a black town from the KKK. Another one on the list. Oh, <laughs> hell yeah, they do. And they do it well. Um, this looks awesome. <laughs> there's a scene in the end when Billy Zane is on fire and he's getting shot. And he told me a story. He said, every actor that I ever spoke with said, do not. Light yourself on fire. Never do fire. Let, let the yeah. stunt man do it. Don't ever fucking say, and he said, I knew that, and still, I was like, fuck it, light me on fire. Oh, my God. And it fucked him all up, and he was fucked up for days, and he's like, I shouldn't have done that. The fact that Lance Hendrickson lights himself on fire in this fucking movie, and the flame is everywhere. It's all over his face.
3: Everywhere.
1: And then they, it had to be one cut, because he takes the jacket off. God damn it, and he throws it.
2: So here's what I- he's fucking dope! I, I pulled a goat. Here's what I yes. what I learned, uh, and this yes. is this is not fat checked by DVD commentary, which is where I'm hoping I would find it. It's just IMDb fucking trivia. Anyone could edit this shit. Appa- the, the the what I read the source says that he caught on fire on accident because he was standing too close oh, to like a no set chance. piece, and then he pulled that off in the the camera was rolling. People are walking away from him because they don't know what
3: to do. Don't so you they put him out immediately if that happened? I don't know. That's, that's just,
2: that's just, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, I, like I said, if I pulled that's it from, true, from, a, from a, a a message board, essentially.
3: If that's true, he gets the Lifetime Achievement Award. But can that's I say – It's not true. Can
2: I say – I ordered the Blu-ray so that I can listen to the commentary and see if that actually happened. You ordered or the Blu-ray? Yeah, of course fucking
1: Man, when you get it, we're going to have a Fortress film fucking straight
3: yeah. in the I'm back. All,
2: yeah. We'll, we'll watch it, and then I'll watch it again with commentary because I have to Are know we... if that actually happened.
3: Yeah, yeah I, I would like to watch it with the commentary as well. This is honest.
2: after he
1: played Bishop in Aliens, by the yeah.
2: way. I oh, mean, dude. he's a fucking
3: superstar. He's already he had, he established. He great run yeah. in
2: the 90s. He's in
1: Pumpkinhead after Aliens. Pumpkinhead rules. I know, but he didn't light himself on fire. That's true. <laughs> Pumpkinhead, That's true. really underrated. Oh, uh, why is not that monster that that creature's terrifying. And that's fu- it's a uh, Stan Winston, like, creature yeah. design from Terminator. And uh, the premise he is, directed it. The premise is really good for that movie, yeah. too, as far as why the creature is doing what it's doing. Like, another movie, how the we, fuck do people talk about that? We talk movie? about this a lot. Another movie that, like, covers grief with so oh much more God. tact than, yeah. like,
2: Hereditary does. Um, it, it's just, <laughs> blah. yeah, it's, it's a, it's it, my hereditary impression, by the way. <laughs> blah, blah. Yeah, uh, Pumpkinhead. The people that scribble down movies, as we mentioned, the hey, Pumpkinhead, write
1: that. That's a fucking great Halloween movie too. Yeah. It should be in your heavy rotation every year for me. But and it's also just you can watch that whenever. It's a great two AM movie. Like you've been. It's kind of scary. It's, it's just it a is. pretty fucking scary
2: movie awesome. for
3: me to.
1: I don't
2: like watching. I like. Well, Hang on doing the thing where he's very quiet. No, no, no.
3: I was just going to bring up a story about how the- uh, I watch Pumpkinhead too. The gentleman who was my boss uh, at an office had the stand up from the theater for Pumpkinhead. <gasps> oh, fuck And he that, had dude. it behind his desk. Oh, I don't so, want like, if you were If we were there late no, and the no, lights were out, you'd
1: like turn no. the corner and be like, huh? <laughs> dude, Pumpkinhead was one of those ones, I've told you about this many times, when I worked at Hollywood Video, I would turn the thing around when I walked past it and scared the shit out of it. Just because, yeah. All those 90s, like those early 90s like people under the stairs, there was a bunch of them where I would just like ugh, turn the fucking thing around. The Giver with fucking Mark Hamill. Oh, yeah. I like that. Um, This movie is a four. Suck my dick. Yeah, this movie is a four. <laughs> it's a fucking four. It's it,
2: an it, easy four. It,
1: it, if you, it's not a four compared to Gangs of New York. But if if you if this is what you're looking for, it's at least a four. Well,
2: the the comparison that Goat made to Drop Zone, I I agree. It's like, oh, I'm having a blast. This this is better than Drop Zone. Yeah, because this has the John Woo direction, and like that guy knows what the fuck he's doing. The the one thing I wrote down while watching this movie is like we owe as a society probably like just country we owe John Woo an apology because he came over here he made a bunch of movies everyone bitched at him everyone said that they were garbage they're not most of them are pretty good and then he said fuck you i'm going back to the homeland where i'm beloved and mm-hmm. i'm going to make he, i'm going to make red cliff is,
1: which by the way if you haven't seen red cliff it's fucking great is john wu the guy this might sound racist is he the guy with the arrow gun in this movie no i don't i do that think guy looked but familiar and think i'm think looking at a picture of john wu right oh, now and he does yeah. look similar I don't know. I don't believe he's in this. The the rich guy at the beginning? Yeah, but he shows up a member at the end, like when there's a big gang of them going after Jean-Claude. By
3: the way, it might have been a bit of a tactical error to make your strike team just a bunch of rich dudes who paid you to set up hand-selected pigeons to go hunting. But but, by the way, how smart was it to then charge them? That's true. (laughs) Extra. Because the normal price was half a million, it was seven fifty for this go round.
1: The part that I thought that was actually sneaky good was um, Elijah, the the black guy with the army jacket in the middle, yeah. who's like this very kind, generous mm-hmm. soul. But like he's a problem when they go hunting yep. after him, and he's like, you know, that part of it he where he they lost think outside oh. of
2: the mausoleum, it's awesome, and they're all oh. happy like,
1: oh, thank God, that's our last fuck. It it it, it built very nicely into Van Dam becoming the the pestilence that he was for those assholes. This is a great fucking movie, man. Nancy Butler so goddamn hot. She's,
3: she's fucking very gorgeous. I tank. like the,
1: the the chick cop that's got the the poor the, the cinnamon bun and her fucking yeah her uh, king
3: cake, her her birthday king
1: cake. <laughs> and then she's getting bitched at. I'm like, hey, it's my birthday. I've been here for 14 hours, and your dad's homeless. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I have nothing to say to you.
3: I mean, any movie that has the greatest and most ridiculous game of chicken between a man (laughs) balancing on his feet on a motorcycle and an SUV with two dudes, each leaning out the side of the vehicle, firing machine guns at him, that ends with him winning. By jumping over it and having the vehicle explode you're, while he lands on his feet. See, here's what it's you're, a four.
1: You're not even giving it the proper due go because he shoots everybody. What's so great about Van Damme is not good enough that he just blows up the car. He has to kill everyone individually, then blow up the car, yeah. and then fucking do a <laughs> barrel roll, and then you can catch his stunt devil about three or four times in that scene. And that dude looks like fucking Dewey from fucking <laughs> um, no, not Dewey. Who's, who's, who's the, the bodyguard from Scream? A hey, dewdrop. Patrick Warburton. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks like (laughs) Patrick Warburton with a wig. He's a fucking enormous (laughs) motherfucker.
2: I... I... I'd I'd like to use that as an example of or or a transition into just a brief jerk off over Mission Impossible Two. There's a scene because there's a scene uh-huh. there's there's a, a moment motorcycle kind of foos like yeah sure, sure. The, the motorcycles in Mission Impossible Two Or they slam into each other in the middle of the the the, the internet trend or just like the, the the general pop culture trend of dunking on Mission Impossible Two fucking sucks because what that movie that? I I feel like a lot of people shit on that movie everyone's That's like a great movie. everyone says like oh Mission Impossible great besides two two fucking sucks no dude oh, fuck Mission you. Impossible Two
1: is fucking amazing. It might be my favorite. The, the Philip Seymour Hoffman one is my favorite. Three, that's that's a, two a, might that's be my A-Bans. second favorite. Dude, two is so good. And, and also, and, and he was and he was trashed for making. How many different spots? Though, remember when we watched Jungle Book and Robin Hood, and you're like, oh, it's the same fucking animation.
3: How, yeah. how many spots
1: from this movie could you point out and say, oh, that's kind of like Mission Impossible Two? Sure. It's almost like it was a prequel.
3: The bullet through the peephole oh, in the door. Great. What an amazing gag. shot that is. Great. Gag. I mean, that's that's just so. Like, he yeah. knows
2: what he's doing. He's a great... Also, he made face-off. Yeah, Like, nope. go fuck yourself if you have problems with <laughs> Nobody can do
1: motorcycles. And then, and by the way, they're like, oh, it's always motorcycles. Yeah, because it's always great. He does explosions. The part where he kicks the fucking gas can up, then shoots it, then the guy yes. blows through the fucking window, and they they didn't just have an explosion. There's a corpse on top of a fucking motorcycle that comes through the window. They didn't have so to fucking good. do that. It's fucking great great movie yeah i mean this is i think this is a four
2: thanks to john Wu. I, I think there's a lot of great van damme and van damme's a, great in his fucking it, movie. i think i think
3: it would be a three and a half you van like his damme. mullet too
1: don't you yeah fucking great the, mullet okay
3: speaking of which epic mullet the reveal of him oh, yeah. sitting at the bar <laughs> where you get that music sting and it's coming swooping through and then the quick zoom onto him with his duster and his curly oh, mullet how's it's that gumbo like, Oh my it's God, a tragedy. tragedy. It's like,
1: oh my God. It's a quarter length duster, too, and he just kicks the fucking window so he can see the shithead's about to steal her money. Oh. Don't flash you You're the, the bad thing good to happen to you, I think. Like, I don't even know what he says there. I'm like, I don't care because all we are going to fucking clean all these guys up. It,
3: the favor will
1: be to you. <sighs> is that
2: <what> it, yeah. <laughs> this movie would be a three and a half at least, just with. Uh, Van Damme, Henriksen, and Vosloo.
3: It's it's a yeah.
1: the supporting cast They're is way better movie. than it has any right to be.
3: It's a shame this used to be a really nice part of Never Chance. <laughs> just like, yeah. Hello, Chance. I still have your shotgun, Chance. Chance. Oh,
1: yeah. I'm definitely going as Wilford Rimmer in this dusty movie. Dusty was that gun,
3: by the way. <laughs> yeah, why was it so fucking dusty? <laughs> just he just left it in the corner. You still have that thirty out six? No, but I still have your shotgun, Chance. I guarantee. I'm very happy that I finally
2: got around to this movie because it yeah. did not disappoint. I'll, it ex-
1: exceeded expectations. When he tells Yancy, Butler, he goes, don't spill. It killed the grass. I'm like, <laughs> you're drinking whiskey and you're about to fight 30 mercenaries. Fucking A. With a bow and arrow.
3: Um, <laughs> we kill everyone that is not shares. How <laughs> <laughs>
1: Wow. That's aggressive. By the way, he doesn't even blink when he blows up his own home and kills 100 no. people. No. <laughs> doesn't even fucking blink.
3: That's awesome. I'll start over.
1: So many great. Whenever the arrow whizzes by and mm. it like does the spin. Dude, the
3: the title reveal. So many great. At the opening arrows. hunt. Just awesome. like the the incredible close up on that moving arrow that turns into the words "hard target." You're it, like, well, I'll be goddamn. You know this what would have made the awesome.
1: Social Network a better movie? Whizzing arrows. Yeah. Any movie that you can. think Well, of.
3: and murdering the three main characters right oh, out of the I gate would have been cool agree. too. But
1: sound of music. Any of that shit. <laughs> All right, so right, four. What did would you give? Go? Four, four. Yeah, four's all around. Four's all around. Hard four. Love that, man. It's fucking great. Yeah. Hard four. Hard four. Hard four. And if you said, "Hey, early '90s action movies," and that's it, and zero. D- yeah, there's not a lot. There's not
2: a lot to this. This excels far past most of what I've seen from this particular yeah. two to three year time.
3: Well, period. and and that's the thing. You were in an era where you had had the over the top. 80s action trend. And then it's it's post-T2. And how do you build on top of that? And the idea, at least at the time, was to go bigger and more ridiculous. And in most cases, if you went bigger and more ridiculous without style, it just felt dumb. But this, that's again, Drop Zone had its own style. It had at least a tongue-in-cheek. Like it was kind of, you were like, all right, I can buy this. This one had just so much slickness to it that you could forgive the logical inconsistencies because you didn't state. care.
1: And also, above the law and out for justice, like the there's, Seagull there's like movies, they're not They're not fun, you know? Like, there's brutal, brutal shit that
3: happens. Yeah. In yeah.
1: Not that there isn't gross stuff that happens in this one, too, but uh big Nazi uh, Zeppelin in the quest, too. You guys are going to love this have movie. Have you guys seen um, Paycheck, the Ben Affleck movie? Yeah. Because
2: that was John Wu. I haven't. Mm-hmm. Neither have I. I remember seeing it, like, in Blockbuster.
1: I remember seeing Word, Bitch, Phantoms, Like a Motherfucker. Um... I don't know if I saw Paycheck, to
2: be honest with you. Because he did – it was this – his American movies were this, uh, Face Off – Oh, no, Broken Arrow in between. So we did. he did Hard Target, Broken Arrow. Broken Arrow's wild. Face Off. I love Broken Arrow. Yeah. Mission Impossible 2, Wind Talkers, the Nick Cage World War II oh, movie. Bad. Howie that's Long, bad. regrettably awful
3: in uh, Broken Arrow. Uh, Paycheck. Shocker and then, that he's not a great actor.
2: That was when he decided he was done with Hollywood. They they weren't giving him the cred that he wanted, so he we went back to Hong Kong and then made an incredible epic t- called uh, Red Cliff. D- totally worth it. Like, if if you like Kingdom of Heaven, like those types of movies – Watch Red Cliff. It's Is that amazing. a biopic? The no, no, kid no, who played
3: no. Harry Potter? <laughs> I don't know. You've got, got it
1: fucking, over there. No, I don't. Um, <laughs> the, the quest, by the way. I'm, that's the only place I am right now. Jean-Claude Van Damme's directorial debut. <gasps> so We're in for a treat. Oh. Oh boy! Works for me. Now we're just reading the internet together. 14 uh, percent, by the way, from critics. Thirty-six percent from <laughs> oh, the audience. And I will man. fucking spit in my fucking hat if you guys don't like this. Movie. So we're doing we're doing the quest and then the mechanic, the original mechanic.
2: Yes, uh, with Bronson, and then with, the tubes and, pick, and then
1: yeah, something in the dirt, and then the black, black house. Right. Yeah, black house, right. and then we'll save. Which, by the way, Maureen Gribble, if I can make a, a brief request, if you don't like one of the books from for the film society can you keep it in your pants because we're all done with the fucking reading of the books because when you come out and say a very demonstrative opinion about a book it kind of influences the way that I look at it throughout the course of it and it's not like sitting down for two hours and watching it I
3: was going to say there's an effort to reading a book and if you have a bad attitude going in it's going to be a here's challenge here's
1: what I can say I'm halfway through the book I'm enjoying it
3: that's well alright that's the way that I will leave it and I will leave it at that um, alright I mean, look, I, I know, honestly, Ma'am? that, you know, it's it's bad to give opinions about things that other people haven't experienced yet, but other than that, I could literally just keep on talking for the rest of the night. Maybe we should. Yeah, I'm cool with that. I mean, there's so many movies. We could actually we could actually just fire one of these up on oh a streaming service God. and I'm watch it. I'm tired
2: of talking, Dukes. I just want to make it to the river and get
1: drunk. <laughs> keep that fanny pack full of money. <laughs>